Hey friends, welcome to the Retro Game Guys podcast and the fourth episode of our second season. I'm your host, Dustin, and I'm joined by two of my good friends, the retro gaming guru, Zach. Rock and roll. And the infrequent gamer, Alex. <coughs> I'm back. I'm not sick anymore. <laughs> I was like, what just yeah. happened? Are you really? Yeah. It sounded like uh, yeah. questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, good. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, JP still can't get his priorities straight, and he's stuck at home with his newborn kid. Dude, get it together. Like, Alex has almost cracked the vault oh, open all say, the that's way. That's me. Yeah. Uh, that's me. That's my tagline. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm behind. All right, uh, all right JP. Script. Hurry back. Hurry back yeah. before the vault gets spilled out into the roadway. Yeah, for sure, man. That's all right. right. Well, outside of that, let's uh, start with a few other updates there, Zach. Yes, sir. Well, let's get to the big news first, shall we, guys? <laughs> well, oh, we sorry. Sh- that was my drum. <laughs> was that what that was? I don't know what that was. I thought that was more burping from yeah. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, that was a cough, though. <laughs> well, we usually wait until the end of the podcast to tell you all what game we're going to be playing in our next episode, but this game announcement just cannot wait. That's right. So next month, we'll be playing a game that I've wanted to do for the past 15 months or however long we've been doing this damn podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, it's Konami's co-op run-and-gun masterpiece, Contra, Contra. Yeah. for the NES. That's going to be cool. So, so many people love this game. Tons yeah. of nostalgia out there. We've had requests to do it. We've, we've had many we, requests. We've been holding off from doing this game on yes. purpose. We've yeah, been Contra. 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 Boo. There's a handful. There's a bucket of ones that we've been holding on to, and this is this is... Not only one that we've been wanting to get to really bad, but there's some other reasons, right? We want to get to it. That is now. Right. Well, we wanted to make this episode really special because Contra is a very special game. So we partner, uh, partnered with our friends over at AFKGG Gamer Lounge. That's in downtown Campbell, California. Yeah. Uh, and they are going to work with us to throw a very special event. Tell us more, Zach. I would love to. So uh, <laughs> No, if- tell me more seriously because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no idea what's <laughs> going on right now. I didn't fill you in no, on this. No, 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 no. All right. Well, anyway, so AFKGG is going to let us record our Contra episode at their shop. Okay. So that's cool, cool. right? Yeah. Uh, plus, there will be seats for anyone who wants to show up and watch the podcast live. So dun, we're dun, doing dun. our very first podcast in front of a live studio audience. Live <laughs> studio audience. We've had we've had it where there was background noise before, but there wasn't people. St- <laughs> Although well, I, think part like, of, I think part of that doing. Yeah, there was part of that California extreme. Like in the middle of it, there was just some dude had walked by and he stared at us for like five minutes. I remember that. <laughs> I'm con- I'm confused though. Besides the Golden God, who's amazing. Yeah. Uh, there are people that listen to what we do uh, every week. <laughs> There's at least three. Really? My it's mom, not, it's my not mom, your grandma buying yeah, a thousand no, my cell mom. phones and and uh, and uh, subscribing. And then if my, she forces my dad to listen, then my dad. That's two. <laughs> We're gonna have uh, plenty of giveaways to get people in the building. <laughs> that's, right. that's our strategy. That's here. right. All right. Uh, an entire Xbox. No, <laughs> no, that's not it. No. Well, we're going to have some NES systems set up with Contra so people right. can play. We're talking about doing some kind of a score competition for prizes or something like that. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be great. So if you have not been to AFKGG, Alex, I don't know if you've I have not been. been. Nope. I'm the so. infrequent gamer. <laughs> <laughs> but you drink. Mm. <laughs> All right. Not anymore. I mean, I really don't. That's not convincing. Uh, anyway, well, it's a, it's a really cool place. So it's in this historic building in downtown Campbell. Uh, you yeah. walk in, and the ground floor is a barcade okay. called Level Up. So oh, you get, yeah. Okay. You can get your beer yeah, 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 and your food, pizza, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have pinball games and arcades all around the place, okay. which, is, which is cool. And the upstairs is that gamer lounge where we're going to record. Oh. And then now, 
I think but it's we a, can bring beers up there, right? Uh, I'm not sure if we. We got to do this podcast. But you, with but, some you, well, well, you, but you can't do it. You can't have beers around the games, so though. That's the uh, one that's thing, true. you know. So I don't that's know. What's, but, a, what's a gamer lounge? Why is it different than the, the uh, gamer lounge? Is, so it's kind of like think of a. Do you know that's where they do, they don't shower. Downstairs, <laughs> the people shower, nice but ripe. upstairs, that's where nice. they just lay around. They lounge around. <laughs> nice. I'll bring my pajamas. <laughs> yeah, they have a bunch of PCs set up. It's like think. Remember land parties and stuff. Yeah. All your friends go. It's kind of like that. Like the electronic version of like a D and D. There you go. Oh, I see. Like yeah, you know one of those stores you might see in in a mall if you've ever our listeners our younger listeners out there a mall was a place that used to exist <laughs> that where there would be stores around a central corridor and they'd sell orange julius <laughs> <laughs> it's the only place you'd ever see an orange julius what was that and a hot that? dog on his stick yeah a dog on his stick yeah, yeah with those uh, with the outfits julius, the outfits right. and hopping in the lemonade yeah, i always remember cinnabon that's what i was thinking oh god thinking is it, uh, isn't yeah. jamba juice like a glorified going uh, back to level up arcade <laughs> 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 orange so, julius. anyway well so level up is the arcade downstairs you go upstairs there's the retro game uh, the lounge but they're opening a uh, retro game shop also upstairs oh. called Retrofix. That's cool. Uh, so there's a ton of that cool I stuff to check about. out. Yeah, it's, that's brand new, hot off the press. Hot off the press. Uh, so this is all going down Sunday, December 15th from 2 to 5 p.m. Uh, Again, this is the AFK. My calendar here. AFK GG. <laughs> oh, you're going to put it on your calendar now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's it's on, is it on the uh, yeah, right date? Yeah, Good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Campbell. Campbell, downtown Campbell, AFK GG Gamer Lounge. Come have a beer, play some games, and listen to us crack dad jokes for a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah. All right. And it's free. Listen, listen to us screw up multiple times right. and, have to, and swear and have to start over. Yeah, two, two more <laughs> points here. It's free, and it's all ages. So Great. Cool. Enjoy. So you yeah, said right. December 15th. Yes, the 15th. <laughs> I, I Campbell. Will, uh, let me uh, ask the wife if I can get out that And day. you better. You're, you're kind of <laughs> needed. Anyway, that might be part of this. And if anyone can't make it, don't worry. We're going to be releasing the episode for your listening pleasure on uh, our usual Wednesday release dates on the 18th. I think, there I think you go. it is. I also heard a rumor. Oh, yes. It's a rumor, guys. I heard a that rumor. That somebody very special will be at this show. Madonna? The Golden God <laughs> has to be there. Well, he'll be there, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Madonna, we're working <laughs> on that one still. But no, after nearly four months, we might see the return of everyone's favorite obsessive collector, <laughs> hey, JP. Hey, great. So he uh, told I, me- I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, really. Well, he told me he wanted to change out of his shirt with baby spit up all over uh-huh. it and reopen that game vault for all of us. Wow. So uh, yeah, it might Hopefully, happen, guys. JP's going to come and he's going to spread open his game vault. Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah. That's disturbing. I'm, I'm going to be hung over. That's going to be great. He's uh, Hopefully he'll remember Are you haunted? You're going to be hung over. I have mean? two Christmas parties the day before, including one I that goes to like two. God, one of, one of them goes I to like. you stink. One of them goes to like two trashed. in the morning. Fantastic. Now we got a party. Let the party I'm going to need some hair, hair of the dog while so we do the So we'll podcast. have one of us hungover, JP, who won't remember how to do this. Yeah. yeah. And Alex, and, who has I'm no gonna idea. I'm going to be sitting in the, in the audience at, taking questions be like, listen, I'm not with these guys. You're going to be like, who has something to say? <laughs> Alex is going to be like, I told you no one was going to show up. I told up. you. I'm going to be at the bar. <laughs> not drinking. So oh, there you go. So please show up. We promise <laughs> it'll be a good time. Oh, yeah. No, it should be fun. All right. Well, anyway, this, so this next update is uh, kind of a silly one. Not as silly oh, as that one. So yeah, one. I know, right? Well, so in our last episode, we got an email from listener Dave C., who sent us greetings from Austria. Austria? And because he knows we often talk about our Australian friends. Are those uh, different the same country, thing. Right. So Dave clearly stated, I'm from Austria, not Australia. Oh. 
And of hold course, on, hold on. Yeah. Is there a Melbourne there? That's what we were. Well, we haven't. Right, we we got to check oh, on that. Yeah, okay. We got to check on that. Well, of course, we still mixed up the two countries in the episode. <laughs> and, <laughs> and as you guys know, anytime we say anything about Australia, we run the risk of hearing from our Melbourne-based friend and former. No, wait, how, how's that go, Alex? Melbourne. The, that's Mel- better. That's so much better, better. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have uh, our friend Tim Gadler, former Sega game counselor, as yeah. everyone knows. He tends to correct us from time to time. Oh, yeah. And just the other day, sure enough, he sent us a message and he had something to say about Austria and Australia. Oh. Let, let's have a listen, shall we? Yes. Hey, guys. I just thought I'd send you a little message because I, I had a chance to listen to your podcast today for Splatterhouse. And I must <laughs> say, very good job. Very good job. Um, I thought it was rather funny and quite a coincidence you guys were getting mixed up with your Austrias and Australians. <laughs> um, yes, the two do sound very much the same, don't they? Um, and, you know, you have to be very clear because we're on opposite ends of the globe. Come on, Tim. Well, drop the hammer. There's a really funny thing about me. I'm actually an Austrian-Australian. What? <laughs> <laughs> My dad was Austrian. He came over here in the early 60s um, uh, after, you know, the war, well, the war was back in the in the 40s, but da- Dad came over here to start a new life, came over with a mate, and, um, yeah, yeah, so he, he met Mum. Mum's an Aussie. So <laughs> the really weird thing is, yes, I'm an, I'm an Austrian-Australian or Australian-Austrian. I was born here, so I can't speak much of the language. I understand a few words. I can pronounce some of the words but i don't know what they mean i've got that i guess they say the tongue for it so dry. yes so i just thought it was really funny and i i had to tell you guys yes i'm in austrian australia very quirky i'll speak to you guys again and um yeah keep up the great work guys uh, i really enjoy your podcast and always taking the dig out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that is so random. He's an Austrian Australian. He's an Austrian Australian. <laughs> so now we're really going to be confused. Oh boy, that's not. A, yeah, that's not helpful. Thanks, Tim. I love it. Yeah. But uh, thank yeah. you for the kind thoughts, Tim. We uh, we appreciate you listening. And uh, you know, he's really engaged on Twitter with all the different, lots of different uh, retro gaming communities, and and yeah. and always has some really interesting posts. Puts a lot of effort into um, puts it. Puts a lot of effort into it. So uh, it, it, I'm glad we were able to connect with him. And uh, such a such a funny little, little coincidence and quirk. <laughs> right. Well, my final update here is related to our recent Quick Play episode where we covered two of our Atari favorites, Freeway and Frogger. Uh, and remember, Dustin, we talked about how Frogger had a billion sequels yeah, like and versions almost, all over the place. Almost literally billion. Yeah. Well, I was at uh, Chuck E. Cheese uh, for my daughter's birthday a few weeks ago. Uh, you should have told me so I could have prayed for your soul. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't touch anything. Did you take any Purell with you? I did. Actually, okay. I did. I always do. Right. I thought about wearing gloves, but that's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, while I was at Chuck E. Cheese, I saw a new Frogger game, and it blew my mind. It looked awesome. Actually, the cab, the cabinet was like green, big green, kind of molded thing with like oh. a big frog. Yeah. Uh, large screen, really col- colorful graphics. Uh, but to my disappointment, it ended up being like a simple ticket game where yeah. you really don't control Boo. Frogger. Yeah. You just kind of hit the button. He starts hopping. And then I guess if you you know miss certain obstacles, you get more tickets. Mm. Uh, but as crappy as the gaming experience was, pretty awesome to see the franchise still 
alive yeah. and kicking or there, hopping. There is or somebody who must have like a an insane drug habit or something who owns the license to Frogger because it's like just put it down anything, put it anywhere. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, can can we franchise this light pole? Can we will put Frogger on the light pole? Anytime someone calls to get the license, yes. <laughs> I, I haven't even told you what I'm looking. What I'm going to do? It doesn't matter. Yes, you can use it. Waffle maker doesn't matter. Yes. Gambling, drugs, something this guy's into. <laughs> well, one more thing. Since we're on the Chuck E. Cheese topic, I don't know when we're going to talk about Chuck E. Cheese again and Atari in like the same <laughs> breath here. As much as so, you want. Right. Well, right. Yeah. It's, true. it's our damn podcast. That's right. right. Uh, no one's listening anyway, right? That's Alex, right. right. No, no one but Tim is listening in the Golden God somewhere. There you go. Right. Well, and my fun, mom. And your inner mom, right. right. Little, little fun fact here. Chuck E. Cheese was founded by Nolan Bushnell, who's right. famously known as the co-founder of Atari, yep. if you didn't know. Uh, and Chuck E. Cheese back then was a distribution channel for Atari games, so yes, kind of handy. Yes. And the very first Chuck E. Cheese was where, guys? Do you know? In San Jose, oh, Tully Road. In San Jose, right? So yeah, we it's still there. It's still there. It's, it's huge it's too. Huge. If you ever yeah. see like a Chuck E. Cheese nowadays, it's been built in the last like twenty years. There are these little small like corner store kind of things. <laughs> this the one in Tully, yeah, it's two stories. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, right up and the you, street. You can run laps around that place. It's yeah. so big. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they have a huge. Like two story tall Chuck E. Cheese yeah. in like a window. Yeah. Is it still there? I've yeah, 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 seen it well. I have to drive I have to drive past that to get here. But I remember going there as a kid. Like and we were kind of in Atari headquarters at that point. You know, yeah. this was like where it was all happening. Um, and to bring it all back home to Australia, because there's always something that comes back to Australia. I read also while I was doing some uh, reading about Chuck E. Cheese that there were Chuck E. Cheese restaurants in Australia back in wow. the eighties. Uh, but they had to change the name to Charlie Cheese <laughs> because of apparently <laughs> because apparently Chuck <laughs> Sounded too much like the act of throwing up to the Aussies. Uh, <laughs> uh, or, or maybe that happened in Austria. I, 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 I Charlie Cheese. I can't Charlie Cheese. Oh, all right. Charlie. Hello, Charlie Char- Cheese. Charlie Cheese. What's up, dude? Uh, let's did go have some pizza. Did their that- mechanical uh, uh, robot rats still dance in having an Australian accent and stuff? <laughs> I don't, I like, don't, did they have to re record the was uh, it, songs? Was and it whatnot? Charles? E cheese, <laughs> just because like he's Chuck E cheese. Chuck E was cheese. his middle name. Yeah. Right? yeah, right. So I wonder if it was Charles E cheese. <laughs> e cheese. Anyway, I gotta look this up. Now. All right, let's continue. <laughs> I have a few updates. So uh, we uh, have talked about how uh, uh, Alex has brought up the the many listeners we have. The three of them. Uh huh. No, we have quite a few listeners, and I want to always try to shout out some stuff that's going on with that. When you look at our top ten, as of right now, the first those three episodes of season three of or season two, sorry, have all made the top ten. Really? So they're just get they're just going up gangbusters. And our latest episode, our latest full episode on Splatterhouse is our number four most downloaded wow. episode. So it, we're starting there's starting to be a thing here. It's a little <laughs> surreal, a little bit. Yeah. And so another thing I like to talk about is some countries that uh, show up on our recent charts. So I looked through our, our stats in November and a couple countries in South America, which we don't usually haven't had as much traffic from that uh, region of the world, but uh, looks like we've got some new listeners we're picking up in Brazil, Brazil. Nice. and Argentina. Wow. So uh, thank you for uh, your listening down there. I am not going to try to say something in Spanish like nope. I because I screwed up the German last time. Although I screwed up the English word. So uh, Brazil, home of Blanca, that's the Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, so uh, that's it. That's the update. So now let's get into the show. Finally, we. we this is great. This is We're great. Done. That was the, the update part was so long, and then we've got this uh, game, which is going to be a uh, a pretty long one. So let's just this, cut the update into the quick play. Right. And that's it. <laughs> now we're done. This is going to be a bit of time. So for this episode, we are covering the 1981 arcade classic, 
Donkey Kong. All right. If you'd like, wow! Thank you for your enthusiasm, there, Alex. Hey, All pumped, right, let's go. All right, all right, let's yeah. let's play this video game. Uh, if you would like to have a little bit more enthusiasm for Donkey Kong oh, than Alex God. and give it a play before listening to the rest of this episode, there's a few options out there. The original arcade version is available on the Switch and is part of the Arcade Archive series by the company Hamster. We played the arcade uh, arcade archive. Boy, that's hard to say three times fast. Mm-hmm. Arcade Archives games for the past episodes like Moon Patrol and uh, Rygar, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. It's uh, $7.99 on the Switch. You can get three versions of the game, uh, which we've discovered since Dustin doesn't pay attention to his text. We'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's an early version, a later version that I fixed, I think, uh, fixed some bugs and the international version that we got here in the US, which is to me, very oddly named. Most of the time, if you see an international version in America, that means it, other places than here. But that's a very kind of US-centric view, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the early version includes a level called the Cement Factory that wasn't in the US version. Yeah. Yeah, when I first saw that, I was like, what level is this? I had never seen that before. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, it threw me off. I was like, uh, did I never ever pass the first level of this game? Because <laughs> right. I've never seen this. Yeah, before. and the level has conveyor belts too, which I'm right. kind of glad they took it out because like nobody likes conveyor belts. They're kind of like ice levels in video games. <laughs> right. Like programmers put it in just to like, you know, piss you Mess off. You. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, also on the Switch Online is the NES version. It was one of the launch titles for Nintendo's online service, and it's not a bad port of the arcade. Not bad. Uh, there's also the original NES cart as well. Uh, and there's a bunch of other versions out there we'll talk about later, like the popular Atari 2600 port. I know at least two of us here in the room own that version. Yep. Um, some of the other ports out there are notable as well, but they won't really give you the arcade experience. If you have the means, the Switch version is the way to go. Agreed. Yeah. So in this Donkey Kong episode, Zach will take us through the history of the game. You'll hear about the memories of the game from our community and uh, you guys here in the room. <laughs> hey. Uh, hey, you guys. Uh, we'll chat about our experience. Hey, you guys. <laughs> There you go. We'll chat about our experiences replaying the game, and we'll also see who among us in the room is our King of Kong, um, or maybe Prince. Yeah, or, say, I think Nave, we all know who the King of Kong is going to be. Jester. Um, I will then school us on the world of collecting since JP is still nursing or something. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> he's the Queen of Kong. Right. Hey, oh, hey. Uh, and we'll wrap with our retro game giveaway where someone will win an original copy of Donkey Kong Classics for the NES. And if you want to win our next retro game giveaway, like last episode's winner, Merlin R, follow at Retro Game Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Before each episode, we'll ask for your memories of our featured game, and we'll pick the winner from those responses. By the way, guys, I have an update on our friend Merlin R. So he did a charity stream. We talked about him in our last episode when we did Splatterhouse. Uh, he played video games for 24 hours as a part of this uh, children's charity event called Extra Life. That's, that's right. How'd that go? Went really well. He raised over 600 bucks for the kids. Awesome. Right. Uh, on top of that, he said he's going to throw in some of his own money, make uh, some recurring personal donations, and uh, his work is going to match him too. So this oh, could turn into cool. some yeah. you know, pretty big chunk of change yeah. here. So, uh, hey, Merlin, congratulations. Your wizardry inspires <laughs> us all. Good work. Uh, and we were chatting back and forth on Facebook, and I was like, hey, you know what? We should think of doing something like that yeah. next year or something in the future. That would be can, really fun. Can we split the 24 hours up between the four of us? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take like the midnight to six shift or something. <laughs> the old guy's like, oh, tw- <laughs> sure, 24 hours? No, 24. <laughs> no way, man. I can't. Could I, you imagine us staying up 24 no. hours straight playing video games? No. It sounds like a perfect opportunity to buy a couple cases of beer. Lock yeah. ourselves in a room, go through it. If you want to stay in. up for 24 hours, 
cases of beer is not the idea. Challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, man. I know you'd have to play uh, a bunch of interesting games, too. Like, imagine right. playing like an RPG or something where you're grinding. I would just be like, oh, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, no way. All right, guys. Well, now to kick off this episode, we get to hear more from Zach about the bit of the background history <laughs> and interesting facts about Donkey Kong. All right. Thank you, Dustin. You're welcome. Well, wait, we're in the episode now? Like, <laughs> finally? We're finally oh, here? Gosh. Talking about Donkey Kong an right. hour later? All right. Well, first off, most of the 40 or 50 games that we've talked about in our episodes have some inter- interesting histories. Uh, and even some of them, I would say, have uh, taken games in new directions, right? Really important right. stuff. Right. But there's a whole level of importance that exists above all of those. I would say a level reserved for games that were so groundbreaking and so influential that, that they define the industry as we know it today. Yeah. There's only probably a few games on that list. Maybe Pong, Pong Pac-Man, sure. Space Invaders, Super Mario Brothers, you could argue. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, but Donkey Kong is definitely on that list, if right. not near the top of the yeah. list. Uh, and before doing research for this podcast, like I knew Donkey Kong was an important title to video game history, but as you'll hear, it's so much more than that. Okay. The more that I started digging, the more amazed I was at the story. I have a surprised look on my face. I, I'll be honest with you guys. It looks like as Pikachu. the infrequent gamer, um, it was Donkey Kong was always one of those games that's like totally eighties, but I never really yep. consider. I never really considered it like groundbreaking. F- Almost for any reason. I well, just stay tuned. Just like, mm, yeah, well, you'll hear a lot about it. Don't go yeah. anywhere, Alex. <laughs> I was uh, actually about to head out. Do you about to stay for the whole thing? <laughs> All right. If yes. you want. Yes, you All do. Right. Yeah, right. Well, let's get to Donkey Kong then. Donkey Kong, it's a classic arcade game released by Nintendo in 1981, and it's often credited as being the first true platformer game as it features a character that can run side to side and jump over obstacles. Mm. So back then, the gaming press didn't use the term platformer, by the way. Mm. They called it a climbing game. All <laughs> oh, right, and you do a lot of that yeah. in the right. game while tr- while uh, trying not to get a barrel in the face. Right? Yeah, trying sometimes successfully. <laughs> yeah, right. You got to gamble once in a while when you're playing this uh, game, right? You, you're like, yeah, you gamble all the time. Right. You're about. I'm pretty and sure lose most yeah, of it. Right. I'm pretty sure the barrel won't come down this ladder that I'm on. Wrong. Oh, yeah, bang. Bang. Right. So in Donkey Kong, you play the role of Jumpman, huh? a character. <laughs> What, you didn't expect that? No. No, well, actually, yes. He it looks was... a lot like Luigi. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're yeah. right, you're right. I thought that was Luigi. Yeah. yeah. He's not... Super Jumpman super... <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> super Jumpman Brothers. Right? I'm glad that that didn't actually happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, when Donkey Kong became popular, they renamed Jumpman to Mario. Oh, okay. Oh, you may have heard of him. Uh, right. He's been in a couple of Nintendo games over the years. Sure. Which yeah. one hasn't he been right. in? Right. Apparently, he's in like 99% of my Switch library. When <laughs> I, I look at it, I'm I can't like, think of a single game on Switch. I think he probably even pops up in Legend of Zelda wow. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Hold at on. some point. And then the monkey named Donkey was never heard from again. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still pretty popular. We're yeah. doing this episode for a reason. Okay. That's right. That's right. So, in Donkey Kong, your goal is to save a lady, and her name, according to the manual back then, or the arcade manual, whatever, her name was just Lady. Lady. Oh, lady. Hey, uh, lady. You're trying to save her from the clutches of the big ape named. Donkey Donkey Kong. Kong. (laughs) Poor (laughs) guy. Yeah. So uh, after the popularity of Donkey Kong, Nintendo would, you know, not only rename Jumpman to Mario, but Mm. they would also rename the lady Pauline. (laughs) You know, Dustin, the lady you uh, accidentally (laughs) killed in our quick play episode for uh, pinball games. Oh, it may have come across as accidental, but she got what she deserved. Oh, (laughs) dang. (laughs) Was this Dateline? Well, she don't belong underneath (laughs) that platform. Is this Dateline? Dateline, right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Murder mystery. What's his name? going to knock on the door in a minute here. Oh. (laughs) The guy, yeah, that. It's an Unsolved Mysteries episode. (laughs) uh, 
flower stack. Don't the music will freak me out. If you want to hear, if you want to hear Dustin's exploits and uh, murderous ways, go check out our uh, quick play episode on pinball yeah. video pinball games. Yeah. Very very fun. I guess he meant that to was that the lady. end of Pauline. <laughs> right. My all of, my son did ask. He was like, "Oh, it's, you know, Princess Peach." I'm like, "No, it's actually Pauline." Then I had this awkward conversation of how Mario's not a one woman man, you know. So <laughs> no. you know, yeah. It was, Kind of strange that yeah. dog was late. Lady was a side piece. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, shortly after entering a credit to start the game of Donkey Kong, you're going to see an animation of the ape Donkey Kong climbing up a ladder with Pauline under his arm, and he I arrives hate, at hate hate that animation. You don't like that so animation? much? Why? Because you had to watch it five hundred times. Because it takes <laughs> forever. It takes. Forever, and when you screw up a run through, it's still. G- I'm like, I'll be. I'm gonna go make a sandwich in between each playthrough. Oh god, I that it's probably like in if, my. For head. the record, it's like 30 seconds. <laughs> but what's so funny about it though is Donkey Kong skip, laughs skip. at you, which is what makes it even more angry because right. he's really laughing at you. Right. So Donkey Kong jumps up or he climbs to the top of the screen. Underneath him are six rows of construction girders. Donkey Kong then jumps up and down. On, uh, he stomps on the girders to make them all tilt at an angle and then laughs at you. Right. Now, the girders are the platforms that Mario must traverse to get to the top of the screen and rescue Pauline. So it's a simple setup, but it's just enough story to let you know the goal and what you need to do. And apparently, Dustin's a big fan. <laughs> well, Mario starts at the bottom of the screen, and next to him is an oil barrel. More on that in a second. And uh, when the gameplay starts, you begin running up those angled construction girders, and you have to climb up ladders to reach the top. And to make life hard for Mario, while you're running up and down those girders, Donkey Kong's throwing barrels at you. They roll down the girders. They even fall down the ladders that connect the girders at times. Or they come sideways or at they you come, sometimes. Right, they fly <laughs> in crazy patterns. So you can jump over the barrels and even hit them with a special hammer to defeat them. But all it takes is one mistimed jump or a barrel falling down the ladder that you happen to be on, and it's all the way back to the bottom for poor yeah. Jumpman, a.k.a. Mario. Yeah. And if Mario is too slow in his ascent... There are blue barrels that will turn into fireballs if they hit that hit the bottom of the screen where that oil barrel that I talked about is. Now those fireballs are like these like humanoid like living fireballs or something yeah, going totally. on there. They start climbing up the ladders underneath you and attack Mario from below. So this forces Mario to keep moving upward and will keep you sweating. So it's a fast and furious game. It takes accuracy and a bit of luck that we've all found here to get a good score. Uh what what two things do I not have playing video games? <laughs> Accuracy yeah. or and bit of luck. So you can guess where this game. I know, was for and me. the guy's name was Jumpman. You had no. <laughs> I was chance. just. I'm done. We'll <laughs> get to no that chance. later. Yeah. Well, speaking of score, points are scored in a few ways by jumping over barrels and enemies, defeating enemies with a hammer, or by collecting bonus items. There's also a bonus counter at the top of the screen that ticks down as you play. So the faster you get to the top and save Pauline, the more bonus points you get. Hmm. Uh, and once you reach the top of the screen and you think you've saved Pauline, you know better. <laughs> They're not going to let you win that easily. Yeah. Uh, Donkey Kong grabs her and climbs up to a higher stage. And then you got to play more stages. There's a total of four different stages. There's a construction site, a cement factory that we talked about, or some people call it like the pie factory. Yeah. Uh, a stage with elevators that requires precise jumping. And you realize in that level that... If Mario falls more than like how tall he is, yes. he'll die. Yes. You're like, what? Like uh, I thought I could make that jump. His eh. name's Jumpman. <laughs> his ju- his name isn't be able Fall to Man, apparently. Well, I guess not. He's not the fall guy. It's not oh, the guy. jump that kills you. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> There's also a stage that requires uh, Mario to pull rivets out of girders to force Donkey Kong to crash to the ground from above. So after four levels, you get a little bit of a, hey, I actually beat the game. There's a special animation, a little heart that you know pops up between Pauline and Mario. 
Uh, but of course, the game will loop again, and you got to play more levels. Um, I also think the stages mix up a bit as you go, mm. uh, but it's hard to tell when you can't get very far because of the difficulty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: yeah. um, the stages continue until the 117th stage, the one that Dustin almost got to. Yeah, I was already. just short. And that's when the game, like many other games we've talked about from the classic era, it freezes due to running out of memory. They call that you know the kill screen. Hmm. So all of what we talked about may sound basic by today's standards, but you got to remember, 1981, very few games had multiple stages or a story set up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like Super basic back yeah, then. Yeah, a lot of space shooters yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So, I mean, then this had jump mechanics, and, and it just it was something completely... Platforms moving up and down. Totally. And, and, and you know, some some of the versions had conveyor belts and just all yeah, sorts of stuff that weapons. you would not have seen back yeah, then. Yeah, revolutionary stuff, yeah. totally. But uh, we almost didn't have that revolution, by the way, if it wasn't for a misstep in Nintendo's history. Ooh. Yes, a very interesting story. So as that story goes, Nintendo had bet big on opening a U.S. subsidiary, Nintendo of America, and they needed a hit to become a player in the U.S. arcade market. So back then, like we said, space shooter games were huge thanks to the influence of uh, Taito's Space Invaders. That was a really big game. Yeah, uh, Nintendo had published their fair, their fair share of Space Invader clones, but uh, they didn't make a lot of money off of those. Let's just say that. None <laughs> right. of them were, were, were truly you know, popular in the United States. So the final nail in the coffin was when Nintendo of America's president, Minoru Arakawa, took a gamble on another shooter game called Radar Scope. Oh, right. So Radar Scope was popular in Japan. So he thought, hey, well, let's bring this over to the United States. I'm sure it'll be a huge hit here. <laughs> so Nintendo ended up buying 3,000 units of Radar Scope, like ahead of time, right? So you think of they have, they're sitting on 3,000 of these things. Right. But unfortunately, U.S. audiences didn't take to Radar Scope, and only a thousand arcades were sold. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of inventory you're holding on to. Yeah, they're sitting on two thousand unsold Radar Scopes in the warehouse somewhere. Oh man, uh, and that must have been a devastating. It looked like that uh, part of the Raiders of the Lost Ark or whatever when they put the Ark away. <laughs> yeah, all these crates of thousands of unsold uh, arcade like, machines. Looks like JP's Game Vault. Right? That's, <laughs> it, we wouldn't know. But right, I wouldn't know. Not allowed inside. <laughs> right. Well, this must have been devastating to Arakawa as he had to break the terrible news to Nintendo, the parent company's president, Hiroshi Yamauchi, who was also his father-in-law. Oh, oh no. <laughs> God. So how's Awkward. Radar Scope going? Awkward. Uh, hey, uh, hey, pop-in-law. Wow. Um, How's it going? Uh, how's your uh, sports team? Like, yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine how awkward yeah, that conversation is. You're never going to see my daughter again. <laughs> That's right. So this whole uh, radar scope <laughs> fiasco. And his daughter's name? Did he, did Pauline. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Did he hand him a sword? Like, yeah. here you go. You know what to do. Yeah, man. Well, anyway, this whole radar scope fiasco uh, led Nintendo's president, Yamauchi, to ask all of Nintendo employees to submit ideas for a new game that could reuse the arcade hardware from Radarscope games that were collecting dust. <laughs> we give up, guys. Somebody tell us what to do. Yeah, build something with this, anyone. <laughs> so this led to Yamauchi selecting a young designer named Shigeru Miyamoto, oh, another name you might have heard of. Yeah, interesting. Got to lead the project. So at the time, Miyamoto was young in his career and had never designed a game for Nintendo before. Uh, but Nintendo's president told him that he could rely on the more senior Gunpei Yokoi, another name we've talked about mm, in the yep, past, yep. for guidance and work, the, work with the external programming company to bring Miyamoto's ideas to life. All right. And most of us should remember Miyamoto as not only the father of Donkey Kong, but of Mario, Legend of Zelda, yeah. Star yeah. Fox, list just goes on yeah. and on and on. And uh, Gunpei Okoye went on to become the co-creator of the Game Boy, Game & Watch series, and the system that JP still defends to this day for some reason, the Virtual Boy. Wow. Not everybody can... Not everything can be a hit. <laughs> no. <laughs> you gotta have some throwaway stuff, right? Yeah. So going back to the early 80s, after getting the go-ahead, Miyamoto worked tirelessly to develop Donkey Kong. I think in an interview somewhere I read him saying he like 
uh, I almost said texted his friends, but it's like that wasn't going to work back in the day. <laughs> but he called his friends and said, like, I'm going to disappear for a while. Right. Like, nothing is wrong. I'm just working on something pretty crazy. Interesting. Trying to save this company, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he developed Donkey Kong on this radar scope hardware. Um, and after Donkey Kong was completed in 1981, conversion kits were created in Japan. They were sent to America to be installed by a team, including Arakawa and his <laughs> wife. And you know why. You know why. Get in there. Get in there, <laughs> yeah. son-in-law. Yeah. You know those 2,000 <laughs> things that are the arcade units that are sitting there? Yeah, go go. Uh, you get to go fix that. Get those ready. Yeah, we got a bunch of labels for you to stick on the side, too, while you're mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Donkey Kong became a smash hit. The, the whole fiasco worked itself out. Nintendo would make $280 million wow. on Donkey Kong just from 1981 to 1983 alone. Wow. Well, I think you that know, I think the new gamble yeah. paid off for him. Yeah. Shay, wow. $280 million. Yep. Yeah. $280 million. In, bucks. In, yeah. In, in a couple when, of years. When, the, when the, a hit movie back in that day made what? Third, uh, twenty million, seventeen dollars. Like <laughs> yeah, but and compare a, it. But, a, but, yeah, but let's you know, because people here at two hundred eighty million dollars. Meanwhile, today's audiences see you know Avengers crack a billion. This was a yeah. Back then, I think a hit movie would have been maybe thirty million. Yeah, maybe two hundred eighty million dollars was a smash hit. That's insane. Yeah. So, and by the way, those original Donkey Kong machines that were converted from the radar scope ones, maybe, so there's 2,000 of them, whatever, yeah. less running around. Those are no doubt crazy valuable. Like, I think I might have seen one on a website somewhere in some private collection, but I could imagine that those are pretty much priceless at this point. Wow. Yeah, for sure. So, Donkey Kong didn't have much, by the way, of music, but the short jingles that were featured throughout the game were memorable. Donkey Kong also had very iconic sounds, especially the sound of Mario <laughs> running and jumping, right. which you hear a lot throughout the whole game. Uh, there's also a lot and of... Dying. T- and dying. <laughs> totally, right? <laughs> which you hear all the time. Um, there's also a lot of TV shows and movies that have used Donkey Kong sound effects. I don't know if you guys have noticed, like when a show needs like generic video game yeah, music, they'll use yeah. like Pac-Man or Donkey Pac-Man Kong. Pac-Man a lot, Donkey Kong too. That's right. I have, I have noticed that. Yeah. So um, let's take a quick break, and I mean a real quick break here, and listen to a few of the sound effects and jingles from Donkey Kong. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I got to say, I'm a fan of the da, 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 yeah, da, yeah, like the bad guy. That's classic. Right? That's like, like classic, uh, Castlevania the bandit uh, Buford T. Justice uh, <laughs> sound, you know? Sure. Uh, no, it really is. old person. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I hear a little bit of the uh, of the flower that they would maybe go on to use in uh, Super Mario Brothers. There's mm. a little bit of that flower when you get a uh, super power up in the uh, Super Mario Bros. It, it sounds, sounds similar like yeah. Yeah. in some ways. When you yeah. get the hammer, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. And that sound of Mario running, that, oh my God, that'll drive you kind of nuts after a while. But anyway, good stuff. All right. So as for the legacy of Donkey Kong, the game became one of the most popular video games of all time. 
and was a hit in both the arcades and at home. Yeah. Uh, through my research, I counted 19 <laughs> different home ports of the original Donkey Kong game. Wow. Just it came out for just a ton of systems. Right. Um, so when I posted about the Donkey Kong home ports, the versions that people mentioned the most were the Atari 2600 console yep. version. Yep. Uh, the version for the Atari 800, which was one of Atari's home computers. I never played that one. Uh, and the ColecoVision version. And actually, Donkey Kong was a pack-in game for the ColecoVision when that system launched in 1982. And that's kind of crazy because you think about it, Here's a Nintendo game right. as a pack-in for a non-Nintendo right. system. That eh, wouldn't happen nowadays. No, not at all. That's <laughs> when Nintendo was more of a arcade manufacturer than anything. Right, right. right. Uh, by the way, as I was reading about Coleco, I learned, this was new to me, that the company Coleco was started in 1932 as the Connecticut Leather Company. Oh, so like Coleco. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, they, right. used, they used to sell supplies to shoe repairs. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some really interesting uh, company histories. I mean, Nintendo itself, of course, right. has playing that. Cards playing to, cards to yeah. arcade. And uh, we had that one international company that then turned into a printer company. Right. Paper depressing. Company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What a like, pivot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the shoe thing ain't working out. Well, what are you going to do now? Let's uh, make printers. Games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Well, I mean, it's what just... are we going to do with all this leather? <laughs> uh, that's for them to know and you to find <laughs> right. out. What, yeah. what, what a quote there. Uh, I bet you every game <laughs> What came... are we going to do? That's right. <laughs> what are you doing all this leather? Uh, so when we do our first run of Retro Game Guys t-shirts, that's going to be... Like, what, what are we going to do with all this leather? Retro Game Guys. <laughs> That's, that's what, what we're going to do. What does that have to do with any... Uh, we don't know. All right. Well, going back to the Atari 2600 version, I read an article about how difficult it was to create a port of Donkey Kong for the Atari hardware. Uh, programmer Gary Kitchen had to work magic to make it happen. And I know you guys saw this. Gary Kitchen actually reached out to that's us right. on Twitter or responded yeah. to us, I should say. Yeah. He thanked us for the kind words. And he said something like, thanks for the praise and for not mentioning the fact that my version was missing two levels. <laughs> I, I could tell the like exa- uh, you know, exasperation in his in his tweet of, of uh, I think he must hear that a few times. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, from what the article that I read was just like, this should not have been possible. Like he really works a magic right. to make that happen. Uh, yeah, the, the happen. interesting part of that is not that two levels are missing, but that any of the levels right. Right, were able to be made. Right. <laughs> to be happy you got anything at all. All right. Uh, fun fact about Gary Kitchen also, he designed games for Activision. He started businesses with our friend David Crane, the creator of Pitfall and co-creator of Activision. Oh, there you go. And he's a uh, yeah, big guy. There was he was a, a programmer of some tank games too, like Gary Kitchen's like Battle Tank and some other stuff back in the day. So <laughs> oh, that's what it was sounds like Gary something Kitchen's uh, Battle, Battle Tank. That sounds yeah, like a show cool. that would have been on like ABC Primetime, yeah. like right after the Gladiators or something. Yeah, Stay Gar- tuned. Gary Kitchen's Celebrity Battle Tanks <laughs> with Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that. Wait, hold on. Farrah Fawcett and Gary Kitchen. I see a theme here. <laughs> oh, boo. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. You. All right. And I'm you old. can take that one. I'm old. Stick I'm it the in old it. guy. Yeah. Really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I told you the dad jokes. We're yeah. just warming up for the December 15th uh-huh. uh, live Contra thing. All right. Well, moving on. Donkey Kong also spawned a couple of sequels in the arcades. First, there was Donkey Kong Jr. Junior. That was the trend back then, by the way. If you didn't like, it was either Mrs. or Junior of every game, right? <laughs> right. It's like this was popular. What can we do to just slap a bow <laughs> on their head or make them smaller make and them then smaller, more and, and like not spend very much money and try to get more money from? We people. can't do Mrs. again. Uh, uh Baby Pac-Man. Right. I don't know. The, 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 all the popular games in the early '80s were just like I don't know. But I got pole position senior. I don't know. <laughs> but can I got. Imagine, to- can you imagine that pitch? All right. What, what's the new Donkey Kong game? Donkey Kong. Junior. <laughs> oh, Donkey Kong Dun Junior. Yeah, like it is, it. but Donkey Kong Junior is di- quite different than Donkey Kong. That's they true. took a little it's bit true. of a risk there. So, because now you play the role of Donkey Kong's son, Junior, 
who's trying to rescue Donkey Kong from Mario. By, so by the just, way, yeah. that's the exact same game you just described. Yeah. You're playing as a thing, trying to get a thing from another thing. But they're different things. They're different things. Yeah, right. it's called skinning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this one had climbing and vines and stuff. So it was. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah, different. Yeah. The, the, you mean vines, which are not the same as ladders at all. Well, let's let's move on here to 1984's <laughs> Donkey Mario Kong. Mario was the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I actually, I don't remember playing Donkey Kong Jr. Mario's kind of a jerk. So 1984, we got Donkey Kong 3. And earlier you said something about like you can't, not everything can be a hit. Well, this was not a hit. Oh, there you go. This was quite a bit of a departure from earlier Donkey Kong games. So in Donkey Kong 3, you play the role of Stanley the Bugman. He's an exterminator. (laughs) What a name. Who must bug spray, use bug spray to keep Donkey Kong from stirring up bees that are trying to eat Stanley's flowers. And yeah, it's about as exciting. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Donkey Kong 3 was not a hit, um, and Stanley was not the f- next Mario. Oh, uh, right. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Right. I Go away, bees. Right. Uh, ports of Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., and Donkey Kong 3 would come to the NES, along with a really odd NES-exclusive Donkey Kong spinoff called Donkey Kong Jr. Math. <laughs> okay. Oh. Love Donkey Kong? Love math? No. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yes? Yeah. Well, apparently that game didn't do well. Shocker. Oh. Um, and I heard... We played that when I was on the math team. That was, a, you know, our Did you really? Up. No. Oh. <laughs> I, was well, on the, the 80s, I was on the math team, oh, but really? I, we didn't play that Such game. a nerd. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, the game didn't do good. Nintendo was like, yeah, we're not going to make many more educational titles from this point forward. And they didn't, which kind of, I guess, kind of sucks. But, you know. Uh, since the 80s... Uh, since What's the- more educational than Contra? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Didn't you make us play a drawing game or something like that? I mean, well, yeah. Almost exactly a year ago in our yeah. uh, Games We're Thankful For episode last year. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I'm thankful We're- we don't ever have to revisit that again. <laughs> hey, I'm bringing back Impossible Mission again. <laughs> yeah. Impossible Mission 2, yeah. <laughs> for the, the guy who doesn't like jumping in platforms and <laughs> yeah. stuff. But that was some beautiful jumping. Absolutely it was. Beautiful, definitely. <laughs> well, since uh, the 80s... Over 20 Donkey Kong games have been released for Nintendo systems. Most notable wow. is Donkey Kong Country That's on right. the Super Nintendo. That's and that right. was that game helped Nintendo win the console wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was one of the games that established Donkey Kong, the character, as a major character in the Nintendo universe. I stand corrected. No, they did not forget about the, the monkey no. named Donkey. No, no he's no, in Smash no. Brothers. Absolutely. He's all he's all yeah. over the place. Yeah, yeah, then there's Diddy Kong, there's all kinds of stuff That's going true. on here. This is true. Um, also, in if you played Donkey Kong Country, there's an old Donkey Kong in the game called Cranky Kong. <laughs> Cranky Kong. He's supposed to be the original Donkey Kong. Oh, nice. but, but so, like now he's a geriatric? Yeah. Does I'm he like, like drink like a little insure vials and like run around yelling at kid, like Mario's on his lawn? Kind of. He has a <laughs> uh, cane and he like, he's, he, he's really upset. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's weird now because it's like, well, then who's the Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong Country? Not That's Donkey original. Kong Jr. grown up. Huh? Oh, oh you just get mind that blown! Wow, you should have seen, ladies and gentlemen, you should have seen this uh, revelation just flow over right. Zach's face. Wow, he went from confused to oh my god, I get it makes it. perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, perfect sense. All right, uh, what it's, this is like George Foreman and his kids. They're all just named Donkey Kong. Yes, <laughs> that's true. George, my other son, George. Right, right. that's kind of weird. Uh, the latest Donkey Kong game is Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Which was originally a Wii U I game. I love that Mountain Dew flavor. Mmm, tropical freeze. <laughs> Sounds like a Donkey Slurpee. Kong. It tastes probably. like monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> monkey flavored uh, <laughs> Slurpee. Well, so the <laughs> there's a subtitle for us. Monkey well, the. <laughs> 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 
Oh, that's that'd be a fantastic subtitle. Right <laughs> we're we're trending down, by the way. After childbirth is disgusting, it's right. just oh, we're we're falling off the rails. Right. Uh, but anyway, about Tropical Freeze. So that was originally on the Wii U game, but or the Wii U system. But what's uh, what's that? I've never heard of. Well, it. yeah, you and I think twelve people had that <laughs> console, so they released it for the Switch last year. Oh, there you go. And outside all this game stuff, Donkey Kong was a popular cult or pop culture hit. Had merchandise to boot. I had a DK plush as a kid. I don't okay. think I ever had one, but yeah. uh, I still have my Pac-Man plushies somewhere. But yeah, uh, pro- in your bed. That's how you sleep at night. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to your wife. She's like, he doesn't cuddle with up with me. He's got Donkey Kong. Why you got to call me out like this? Why you got to call me out in front of our? <laughs> That's after listeners. pod talk. Yeah. yeah. He's right. got. That's <laughs> after uh, podcast after, after dark. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Sounds great. The secrets out. He puts on his Pauline slippers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, it can't be overstated just how important Donkey Kong was for Nintendo. The game saved Nintendo of America from bankruptcy. Yeah. Wow. It helped Nintendo get a foothold in the arcades, which led to great titles and franchises like Mario Brothers, Punch-Out!, it helped Nintendo gain the confidence and cash, let's be real here, yeah. uh, to launch the NES. Yeah. And the NES like was a lifesaver of its own because it brought video games back from like the brink of well, death after the, they hit the laundry. crash. This yeah. is the laundry they, 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 this is, this is the, the, I, you know, what it seems like to me after listening to history more about this is that, you know, if this didn't succeed in the way that they would have, uh, that, that, that it did, that they may have pulled out of the American market and just focused solely on yeah. Japan because they were getting successes at that time in the Japanese market. They were making money there, but they were just, they just kept uh, losing and losing in America. So the, the Nintendo we know today might it may have been a very different company. If I'll even, I'll, I'll go one further. If Nintendo, I think, I don't know what the impact was of Nintendo in the eighties on the American public in general. Can Huge. You, can you imagine just not having that? Can, right. what, how different would life in America be? How different would our tech today be? Well, can you imagine we'll be sitting bit. here let's talking say, about something like football or something else? Maybe. I, well, maybe. I, I mean, I think it would it, it's the, possibly you, would end up like, um, like uh, um, anime or something like that, where it's something that you know, a certain uh, subsection of nerd culture brings over from Japan imports and says, right. oh, hey, you Americans, the, this is some cool stuff they're doing over in Japan. Um, but, it, you know, it, we would have been like, wow, that's really yeah. interesting. Well, like, what, if, what if they hadn't... So I understand, I was reading some articles that Miyamoto, he, I guess he did the artwork for the radar scope cabinet. Yeah. He wanted to design toys when he was coming out of college and right. stuff. And Nintendo was like a toy manufacturer and stuff. Right. Like, what if they hadn't picked him? You right. know what I mean? Like, and right. look what he... You know, Zelda and all these... like. You know, like it's funny when you look back at how big of a decision that was this to pick is, him and like he a, made this game. This is like a railroad spike in in yep. the in the thing. This is like a, a linchpin that in the in the you know uh, not just the uh, Nintendo uh, history, but the history of video games. video games. Like I was saying in the outset, that four hours ago, you know, this is like <laughs> right. this is a whole other level. And it was Mario's first game, and now look, Mario's and everything. You right. Know. This launched Mario as yeah. a as a as a viable this icon. Is, it's a perfect example of. Like man moment machine, like the right. perfect time right. for like You're right. the the designer, the company, the the concept, yep, and just the time pop culture, pop and, culture, and, you everything. Know, it was just a perfect synthesis, like well, like yeah. Back to the Future. Like, can you imagine that being with anyone else? No, like this is that right. thing. Right. Well, and, and good on the CEO of Nintendo of America to throw up his hands, realizing that he wasn't having success, and and reach out to his company and say, we've got creative and, and talented people <laughs> in this company. We're not d- having success, success we want. Who can who can help raise us up? So, or he, a lot said, of CEOs, or he says, my my son in law is an idiot. 
<laughs> Somebody help me. No, but or I you said, bring me something good or you're all fired. It could have been that. Too. I will say a lot of companies were are sunk by their CEO's hubris. Yeah. Um, there have been a lot of those companies you can point to over time. And for him to take a step back and, and take that humbleness yeah. and say, I'm not succeeding. How can my uh, employees help us succeed? I want to give them kudos for that. I, yeah. I think that a lot ahead. of CEOs get, get a lot of crap over the years, but that was a very, very smart move on his part. Agree and lucrative. Very and look, well, yeah, and it turned. I mean, in hindsight, it was the exactly the right move. But but at the time, that must have taken yeah. a, like a little bit of humble pie on his absolutely, on his, uh, absolutely uh, part. Well, so today Nintendo continues to honor the legacy of the original Donkey Kong. So Donkey Kong is prominently featured in the latest game in the Super Mario franchise, Super Mario Odyssey. I don't know who who I picked that it up, but uh, we yeah. keep having to play video games for this podcast, and I don't have time to oh. play anything. Oh. <laughs> otherwise. Oh. Well, Pauline's <laughs> Pauline's in the in the game, so Pauline's a uh, non-playable character in the game. Yeah, she's really? not playable because she's actually dead. she's recovered. She's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, That's, I'm gonna keep moving quickly. Uh, so in one level, you get to late late in the game. It's a call. It's a uh, the very last challenge level. It's called Darker Side. Uh, it's an unlockable stage. Uh, it's not easy to get to. Let me just tell you. Uh, but when you meet Pauline there, she says, "Jump, man!" Uh, which is uh, wah, wah. so Pauline's a dad. Yeah, got it. <laughs> she totally, it's a dad <laughs> joke. But it's amazing. How many people would actually know the reference? Is cool. That's so, cool. But I got it. I was like, "Hey!" Uh, and because Don- Donkey Kong is so iconic, it's not surprising that many gamers want the notoriety that comes with being the best in the world. That's right. At the game, in fact, there is so much heated competition for the arcade world record that a documentary was created in 2007 called King of Kong, mm-hmm. A Fistful of Quarters, directed by Seth Gordon. We have a copy of the DVD here on the table. You're going to need two fists full of quarters, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's actually a pretty popular documentary. Um, it's well-reviewed. Uh, well it says like a 97% or something yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's a big one. It's a big one. It's one that I, I think that if you're at all interested in video games, you've at least heard of it. If not, uh, yeah. I've not seen it. It's only a couple of things I've really pushed on this podcast, like media wise. Yeah. Like this movie, I think it is a must watch for anyone who loves video games, especially classic arcades. Interesting. And like Console Wars, that book, like I keep talking about that too over the mm-hmm. years, but great book. So uh, King of Kong tells a story of, of school teacher Steve Wiebe and his obsession with getting the high score in Donkey Kong. But to do so... He must defeat the reigning champ, Billy Mitchell, a gaming prodigy who has mega scores in some of the most popular classic arcade games, including a perfect score yeah. in Pac-Man. Yeah, Billy Mitchell's oh. a very famous name in yeah. the arcade uh, championship circles. Yeah. That's that's like one of those guys like uh, Joy Chestnut in, in, in yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, like yeah. hot dog eating championships. Like the, Everybody yeah. knows this guy. And there's been some controversy lately about Billy Mitchell mm-hmm. and stuff. We don't have time to get into all that mm-hmm. stuff, but you ought to catch up on the story. It's been quite yeah. interesting lately. Actually, rewatched the DVD uh, last night. Um, and it, t- it totally holds up. It's an awesome movie. Again, highly recommended. Um, I still have the DVD, as we said. It includes an alternate cover from artist Scott Campbell. So you kind of take the cover out, you flip it around, and it's like a, it shows a bunch of pe- like cartoon. It's like a cartoon collage of characters standing in line to play Donkey Kong. And they're all okay. dressed in like late 70s, early you know 80s clothes. Um, so when I posted about it on Twitter, Scott Campbell, the artist, actually replied to us. And he said that that painting took him longer than anything he's ever done in his art career. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, That's yeah. cool. So going back to the Donkey Kong Arcade High Score, today the record is held by 32-year-old Robbie Lakeman from New Hampshire. His score was 1,247,700 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, points. so close. It's 
slightly more than yeah. you. A just ah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm I gosh, maybe I'll go do some more practicing. I mean, I was just there. I'll reuse the old joke that we always use, but you got the seven hundred out of the one million two hundred forty-seven. <laughs> Sometimes I didn't even get the seven hundred, yeah. and we'll talk more about that. I have keep to uh, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. I have a very embarrassing story of my playthrough on this game. Oh yeah, no, we're gonna talk about that for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emba- actually, I have two, Mister. Uh, oh, you're not enthusiastic about this game? <laughs> oh, whatever. Uh, well, guess what? I forgot how much jumping is in this game. Right. <laughs> yeah, you should have known it was called. He's uh, called Jumpman. Man. Well, guess what, guys? What's that? That wraps up the history segment. No, <laughs> yeah. no. And now we're only at hour three. Come yeah. on, keep going. And now to help us learn more about the game, here are five ridiculously interesting facts. Ridiculously interesting facts. Ridiculously interesting facts about Donkey Kong. Number one, the title Donkey Kong means stupid monkey. <laughs> Uh, so in an interview with uh, Shigeru Miyamoto in 2016 that was posted on Nintendo's Japanese website, and it was also according to a Wired article by Chris Kohler, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto said, for the game's title, I was trying to convey the idea of stupid monkey. Donkey, of course, referred to the animal, but the dictionary I used said that it had a secondary meaning of idiot. Which is true. You, you donkey. donkey. <laughs> yeah. And Nintendo. Well, have you ever watch any Gordon Ramsay? Yeah. Get out of my kitchen, you donkey. Donkey Kong. Poor guy. So, yeah. Well, Nintendo of America, I'm still quoting here. Nintendo of America said that this was not the case, and donkey didn't mean idiot, even though I thought it was in the dictionary. So, Miyamoto goes on to say, I just like the sound of it, so I decided to stand my ground on Donkey Kong, and within a year, everyone was saying Donkey Kong with no hesitation. So, yeah. there you go, stupid monkey. <laughs> it's right. weird. It, it, it actually just rolls off the tongue a little bit. Donkey but, Kong. And it shouldn't. No. But, uh, yeah, here's, <laughs> yeah. A, here's this monkey. His name is Donkey. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Number two, uh, Donkey Kong was actually pro... Was, <laughs> oh. oh, you blew it. I did. You blew it. You donkey. <laughs> you donkey. <laughs> you donkey. <laughs> uh, that's, that's staying in. Number two, Donkey Kong was not actually programmed by Shigeru Miyamoto. Mm. Uh, Donkey Kong was Miyamoto's concept, but another company, Ikigami Sushinki... I think I got that right. <laughs> brought me <Miyamoto's, laughs> better than you usually do. I know. Uh, brought Miyamoto's idea to life. According to an article on NintendoLife.com, it's believed that it took a team of six just three months to create the game. Hmm. Uh, there is even a message hidden in the Donkey Kong arcade code that says, "Okay," in all caps for some reason. Congratulations! If you, I'm reading this verbatim here, by the way. Congratulations! If you analyze difficult this program, we will we would teach you. Telephone Tokyo, Japan, and there's a number. Extension 304, System Design, Ikigami Co., LIM, I'm assuming limited. Yeah. So that's hidden that's in the code. interesting. Did you call? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for now. I did not. JP, if you're out there, make a call. He's make not doing call. anything. Oh, yeah. okay. He's, yeah, yeah right. he's just sitting around. <laughs> yeah. Now, normally working with a contract programming company wouldn't be a big deal, right? Uh, but Ikigami's contract with Nintendo allowed the programming company to own the rights to the game code. Ooh. <laughs> So for Donkey Kong Jr., Nintendo reverse engineered the original Donkey Kong code, <laughs> which was kind of illegal. Kinda not and this cool. led to like 10 years of lawsuits, which were finally resolved in like 1990 out of, <laughs> out of court. Wow. So they, they paid up. Number three, Shigeru Miyamoto. Who? Really, uh, you don't know who that is? Never nope, heard of him. Never I haven't talked him. about him yet. Yeah. So he really wanted Donkey Kong to be a Popeye game. Okay. Oh, I, 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 Not yeah. the chicken sandwich place. No, no, no. The, the Sailor Man. Popeye okay. the Sailor Man. You know? He lived in a garbage game. <laughs> the garbage. <laughs> that was not a good movie. Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. How did the rest of that, that jingle goes? Okay, Popeye the Sailor <laughs> the Man, man lived, lived in a garbage, garbage can. can. I don't know where it I was rem- from there. I remembered like something about blowing off his wiener. Wasn't that one? Yeah. 
That's right. That's oh right. God. Wow. Popeye's like, lift it in the garbage can. Uh, Turn up the heater and blew off his Just Popeye. Wow. Wow, that's not six grand. Now I feel, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like eight or nine again. Oh, man. Wow. Where was that in my brain? Like, what filing cabinet? Right. Had that, that was like sitting there for like 30 something years. That's the key to that right. whole song. Zach yeah. doesn't remember like where he put the keys to his car. But no, pull but out the Popeye the Sailor Man yeah. limerick and we're good to go. Yeah. Peter, Peter rhymes with Wiener. <laughs> Close enough. There's our subtitle. <laughs> Peter rhymes with Wiener. <laughs> episode season two, episode four. Peter Donkey Kong or Peter rhymes with Wiener. <laughs> I prove that. How can, we, how can we not? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Would that pass the flags? To... Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> Nintendo was unable to... <laughs> they weren't able to get the license to Popeye, to Popeye in time, uh, so they had to mess around with the characters, and uh, that made Donkey Kong as we know it today. Now, ironically... <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Do I need there to take go. over the interesting facts? Yeah, here? please, please, someone save us. Well, ironically, Nintendo would end up licensing Popeye shortly after Donkey Kong's development, and a Popeye game would come out as a Nintendo arcade in 1982. Oh. And it was one of the earliest NES titles, too. I remember that. I think there was even a version of it that I had on my Atari. Uh, uh, I think, no, you are right. Yes, yeah. it is. It is on the Atari. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And so uh, Miyamoto actually did that one also. Um, with uh, Genyo Takeda. And You're it, doing really well today, Zach. May I mention the, that about the Japanese thank names? You. I'm yeah. very proud of you. And by the way, fun fact about Takeda, Mr. Takeda, he was one of the lead developers on the Wii console many years later. Mm. And he was uh, a leading voice against Nintendo trying to compete with the horsepower of other game systems. Talk about another pivotal moment. Yeah. He basically said, like, we need to focus on the experience with the Wii, which, of course, they ended up doing. And they sold, like, 100 million and consoles as a result and they've kept that strategy the switch is an underpowered console yep. compared to anything out in this generation but that awesome. you know they didn't focus on that yeah uh, they, it's not pushing 4k it's not no. i think it barely does 1080 it might actually be 720 i mean it's barely an hd machine but it's it's an awesome little Dude. rig yeah Someone said today, put the focus in the right way. Someone said today online, I was like, oh, so it's talking about the whole like, you know, a duh moment. Someone's like, oh, you've seen the Switch Lite, right? It's not a Switch. It doesn't switch. Right. I was like, it doesn't. No, it's the Nintendo, you know, thing. I don't even know what you call it. Yeah, well, number four. The donkey switch. Donkey. You donkey. Number four, there are unused music tracks and digitized voices hidden in the game's code. Really? Where would you have learned that piece of information? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the cutting room floor or tcrf.net. <laughs> Just throwing One it out One of there. our favorite places. That was a great place. So go there. You can listen to all these unused sounds. Originally, Pauline was going to say nice every time Mario jumped over a barrel. Oh, God. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, what would you say when you got smashed by one? Uh, not cool. Not nice. <laughs> yeah. And she would also yell, help me on occasion. Uh, but Miyamoto, What do you think I'm doing? Yeah. Hurry. <laughs> uh, Miyamoto did not like the way the voices came out. And so he decided to use the jump sound, boodle-doo-doo, that we know today. And Donkey Kong's growl and stuff like that. Yeah, all so, right. Yeah. Nice, 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 oh, nice. Man, that would have been, that been with so that, With that squeaking running sound? Yeah. Oh, there we go. And number five, Nintendo released a special version of the NES port of Donkey Kong. I did not know this until mm. just recently. So to commemorate the 25th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers, Nintendo released a limited edition red Wii console. Okay. So in Europe... The console came with a modified virtual console version of Donkey Kong pre-installed that follows the arcade version more closely. 
I don't know why they just didn't include the dang arcade version, but whatever. <laughs> uh, this new version also received an official release on the 3DS in the United States, but that was only like for a few months in 2012 as a limited time club Nintendo promotion. Hmm. So I think they added in the um, the cement level oh, okay. back in there and things like that. Okay. But, but it's still missing, you know, certain things. I think they added also in the animation of Donkey Kong climbing because oh, okay. that was gone out of the original yeah. NES version. Oh, thank God. Um, so if you're curious <laughs> about this version, you could yeah, you're happy about that. Right. Uh, you can find the ROM online if you're so inquired. So uh, inclined. Inclined. Thank you. Said inquired. Thank you. Yeah. Inclined. And as a bonus fact, because it's a special oh, episode, so we keep going here. Uh, <laughs> Miyamoto is the greatest of all time okay uh, oh, or, the goat huh yeah he's the goat okay. or at least that's what the japanese government did he thinks. lead the patriots to super bowl mm, if mario brothers hadn't come out certain kids wouldn't uh, you know yeah. stayed home <laughs> those kids didn't get to play football therefore people who put, were good at football were good at football see if Stretch. you can follow this you know <laughs> okay no he didn't no anyway uh Miyamoto's greatest of all time the japanese government earlier this month gave him the person of cultural merit award okay which is one of japan's highest honors and Miyamoto, being the humble guy that he is, said something like, no one can succeed alone. Mm. Gave all the credit to his team. Yeah. So what a guy. That Congratulations, cool. sir. Um, and I know it's hard to believe by the length of this history segment <laughs> and interesting facts that our history and interesting facts uh, just barely scratched the surface of the Donkey Kong story. So if you want to read more, and who wouldn't, I uh, highly <laughs> recommend the following articles. They were super, super helpful in our research. Uh, there was Game of Sutra, The Secret History of Donkey Kong by Travis Foz. Mm. Nintendo Live feature, Shining a Light on Ikigami Sushiki, the company that developed Donkey Kong by Damien McFerrin. Okay. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, the Wired article, Miyamoto Spills Donkey Kong's Darkest Secrets 35 Years Later by Chris Kohler. All great stuff. Awesome. Yay. Sushinki. Sushinki, did I give it? <laughs> Ikigami Sushinki? They, I'm giving you a pass All on right, that you, right. did, you did so well after that. And that was so. five ridiculous energy facts about Donkey Kong. Yay. Oh. We got through that. Yeah, Donkey Kong has so much interesting history, as, he, as Zach was just saying. Uh, so much to see. We, so I, I, we will recommend those articles. The movie, King of Kong. There's so much more out there. But uh, hopefully you guys found that part enlightening. Now it's time to talk about what others in the audience think about Donkey Kong or memories playing it back in the day. We collected feedback on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by asking people to finish this sentence. My fondest memory of playing Donkey Kong is... On Facebook, Jerry R. shared... Get him, Jerry! Get him, Jerry! No, he shared, My fondest memory of playing Donkey Kong was with my cousins in the arcade and NES. What stood out to me was how such a simple game can be annoyingly difficult and easy to die. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think most of us thought or rem- we we remember Donkey Kong as much easier than it actually uh, is. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason L. says, in the arcades with my brother to see who was better. That's very cool. So having a brother, so I never had a brother. You right. know that. But you having a brother. Yeah. Were games like this super cool to like even the score or like, you know, let, let's play a game of fill in the blank and let's settle this kind we of thing. We did that a lot on Atari, the Atari. Like we would break out and there were certain games. It's like, I know. And we, I think we had a little like uh, longs uh, drugs, like a, a notepad with scores written down. It's like, all right, last time on Barnstorming, you got three, 375 or whatever it was. And I'm going to get you. So this, these were definitely like settle the score kind of play. Yeah, for sure. I, we didn't go to the arcades very much. We did golf line, but we... Um, yeah, it was. I mean, we had the Atari, so we were just that was what that we must did. have been so cool. My sister hated video games and hated me, so you know, didn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> she was get out of my room, get yep. away from me. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> your, no. your sister's nice now. Yeah. No, I love her, I definitely love her now, but back in, back in the 80s, she was not into that one and the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't meet you till the 90s. She was still mean to you then. All right. Over on Instagram, at Retro Gaming Rock says, uh, fondest memory playing Donkey Kong is playing in front of someone that has never seen this game before. And the first question is always, what is wrong with that sound of Mario walking? Yeah. That's totally true. I, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, very odd. What is he walking on? Um, at NT Lab says, playing an arcade machine that was set to start on the pies level and having someone tell me they were supposed to be cement buckets. Why would stepping on a pie kill you anyway? And that's what I was thinking too, because we, we talked about um, like in Frogger that uh, the frog jumping in the water kills you and how silly that is. And so yeah. when I was playing Donkey Kong and I stepped in the pie and died, I was like, huh? why, why is it like a 700 degree pie or something? You, you like instantly disintegrate. What? Why? Yeah. Anyway, over on Twitter, at the Retro Bear Den, who still hasn't let us into the den. What's up with uh, that? What's up with that? Said, my fondest memory playing Donkey Kong is when my mom bought it from Kmart. Uh, this is memorable because it was the same night we found a oh God, huge pool of diarrhea on the floor of the same Kmart. <laughs> what? Nice. Worst Kmart experience ever, but memorable. Went home to play, but couldn't stop thinking about the lake of poop on that white tiled Kmart floor. <laughs> Let me tell you floor. something. This isn't really the kind of memories that we were looking yeah, for, hey, but okay. Newsflash. <laughs> like, it's gross. So it's gross. memorable. It's what, memorable. What an experience, I'm huh? Th- I'm so grateful that it was shared with the rest of what us. They say, what do they say about press? No press is bad press. Yeah, right. No, yeah, bad press no, no boy. That was bad. Um, <laughs> at Rui, diarrhea. Donkey Kong to diarrhea. That's right? great. <laughs> at Rui underscore Krieger says, playing it in the arcade at my local Dairy Queen. Oh, there's a little like uh, thing that we talked about with uh, in the Frogger episode also. Yeah, yeah. Games were everywhere. Just games were Just, everywhere. It, that sounds really good right now, by the way. Dairy, Dairy Queen. <laughs> Dairy Queen. I don't know. Every time I've been in Dairy Queen, it was kind of underwhelming. A little sketchy? A little sketchy. <laughs> At Stewie55 we're UK not going to get that Dairy Queen oh, endorsement yeah, yeah, now. That, that sweet, Appreciate sweet it. It was really Dairy looking Queen forward money. to those blizzards. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spoons for days. <laughs> Um, at Stewie55 UK said, my fondest memory of playing Donkey Kong is at the Glasgow Arcade just under Central Station. It wasn't very big, but it had some classics in it like Mortal Kombat 3 and this bad boy in the corner. Used to travel 45 minutes by train just to play it. What a game and love the cabinet. Dang. Wow, dude, that's some dedication. I know, right? right? <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. I, that, and my mom wouldn't let me travel 45 minutes by a train when I was that age. No oh, way. Yeah, right on. <laughs> Stewie's a cool guy. Uh, we uh, chat back and forth on Twitter. Hey, Stewie. Hey, Stewie. How's it going? And at Azriel13 shared, it, isn't that the cat in the Smurfs? Azriel, uh, Gargamel's cat. Well, Gar- right? Yeah, Gargamel's cat. Azriel, I think. Anyway, so moving on. Sorry, if, you, if you're not a cat, I didn't mean to you know, insult or imply if you're, that you're, if you're a, a cat. If you're a cat listening right now, <laughs> we apologize. Meow. Um, my fondest memory of playing Donkey Kong is renting it from the local grocery store's video rental department. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, which was modest. But my all-time favorite part is the pop the rental cases made. Remember those weird beige cases? Yeah, they had so many, like the beige ones, the black ones, obviously. Disney always, they had their own white clamshell ones that yep, were kind of yep. fancy. Oh, man. There's a flashback, and now yeah. you can just go to you don't have now you can just download an app, and all your Disney stuff is. In one I place. still have one. I'm not a show for Disney Plus. No, I'm <laughs> trying to get mine to work on my older TV. I want to go right watch now. some of the happening. old movies that are so like uh, culturally inappropriate, like yeah. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Oh, by the way, if you've never seen Darby O'Gill and the Little People, you have to watch this movie because hold on, hold it on. has that's a good movie. No, it's not a good movie. No, no, but it has something that you uh, may have never ever seen in your entire life: Sean Connery singing. Uh, he's my D, my darling one. My darling. I even remember the song. Interesting. Still. Anyway, <laughs> fun, back, fun facts. Going back to rental cases, yes. I actually still have a, yes. one, a generic, 
I still have a generic yeah. <laughs> beige case. No, it's a yeah, generic movie case, VHS case with a Death Race 2000 in it. Oh, wow. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Wow. I rented it and didn't bring it back on total accident. Yeah, All my sure. generic rental cases were different kinds of video. <clears throat> Moving on. Hey, look uh, at this guy. <laughs> well, if you, well, while we're at it, Hamburger the Movie is a classic. <laughs> Try to find that one. No, I thank you. dare I, you. No, thank I know you. Do you. Have you seen it? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen a rarity. Yeah. I've seen a hamburger. Hamburger, hamburger the, the movie. movie. Yeah. With dip, Dick Buckus is in it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a flashback, yeah. Dick Butt Kiss. Um, and let's move on to a memory we got over email, uh, apparently from the 80s. Uh, oh, wait, there wasn't... Well, I guess the 90s. It's um, a, it was a military... Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. From uh, Robert D. Uh, from Australia. Aust- well, we got to check, though. Austria? Australia? I, I, I don't know. Oh, well. Whatever. Anyway. Same thing. Maybe Australian. Rob- same thing. Robert says, while I never saw Donkey Kong in the arcade, my parents did buy my brothers and I Donkey Kong classics for the NES. I really enjoyed it. We used to have some competitions to see who could get further. I must be unusual, though, because as a kid, I always preferred Donkey Kong Jr. I went back and played it again on the Switch lately, and the quality of the game has not dropped. Interesting. I don't know that I've ever actually played Donkey Kong Jr. I have. I I was never a big fan of it. Yeah. I always thought thought the control was kind of off, but a lot of people love it. So Interesting. All right. Well, thanks for those memories, guys. We appreciate you sharing, uh, reaching out to us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Instagram and sharing those. So let's move on to the memories of the game back in the day from guys in the room. Mr. Zach, Hi. I need a sip of water and I'm in charge. So I'm going to take a <laughs> pause here and uh, you start us off. Uh, talking about memories. Let's talk about those memories. So like, <laughs> thanks Zach. That's it. what I just said. I was trying to buy you some time here. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. So I grew up playing the Atari 2600 version. Yeah. That was the first version I played before the arcade. Yeah. Totally fell in love with it. I had maybe 10 or 15 Atari games, not the 100 or whatever the hell you had as a kid. Right. Uh, but I always went back to Donkey Kong. Um, but later on, I did play the arcade machine. It was, and we talked about arcades being everywhere. Um, my Donkey Kong arcade was in my dentist office. Yeah, there you go. And so they had a Donkey Kong and they had a Centipede and they had, like, I think, one more game. Maybe it was a Moon Patrol or something else. I can't remember. Mm. Um, but yeah, every time I go to the dentist office, play, you know, play arcade games before you get <laughs> drilled ha- on. Happy memories of the dentist yeah. office. Yeah. I may have mentioned that before, but it was just so neat. You know, yeah. it's like the coolest dentist in the world. Totally. But uh, play the crap out of it. And I absolutely got to say, I absolutely love the style, the design of those early Nintendo cabinets, mm-hmm. they all kind of have a similar look and feel like yeah. the Punch-Out, the Donkey Kong, the Popeye, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're so awesome. I totally. love them. Yeah, absolutely. I want to have one someday. Have... All right, uh, Mr. Alex, memories, you're the infrequent gamer. Did you uh, yeah. this ever meet your, uh, come into your world back then? Yeah, my earliest uh, memory was uh, playing this game at Straw Hat Pizza. There you town, go. Same here, there actually. Was a, uh, Pizza. There was a tabletop. Yeah. It was a tabletop version, and it's interesting. Uh, it's actually like a cocktail I'm thinking, game. Yeah, I'm thinking right now, like it's one of the only games I do remember playing in a tabletop. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That that memory for me is Miss Pac Man, but uh, that's interesting. That too. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but for me, it's Donkey Kong because yeah. my because uh, my cousin that's had right. a Miss Pac Man arcade. That's right in his yeah. house. Okay. I mean, that's what a quarter muncher this would be, though. Your game oh, with yeah. games oh, don't last very well, long. Well, and that's at all. why when I was playing it earlier, I was like, "Man, this game reminds me of pizza." Like, because that's all I would smell when I was playing this game. It was yeah. always one of those games you play while you're waiting for your pizza to cook. You know. So yeah. So for me, you're absolutely right. So, and so my memories of it actually are at Straw Hat as well. Oh, there um, you go. But a different Straw Hat because yeah. mine was a stand-up uh, at that one. But uh, Straw Hat was our local little. Uh, we would go over there on like yeah. Friday nights and and play, and they'd had all the all the great ones. Um, I honestly don't remember if we had this on 
the Atari. And I think I probably, if we did, I think I know why I don't remember it because I think we probably wouldn't play it very often. When you got a copy recently, did you not? I did get a copy. Unfortunately, my uh, my 2600's power supply is on the fritz. So I did uh. not get a chance to play it in this playthrough. But uh, yeah, and I but I looked at screenshots. I don't remember playing it. Um, but I if it may have something to do with difficulty or something, or maybe we just didn't have it. I don't remember having any Coleco like these white cartridges. Um, we had some red ones. We had some. We had a ton of the like dark gray, black ones, obviously. But I don't remember these kind of this uh, shape and color. Yeah, that's one thing I actually like about Atari games. Is like <laughs> if you look at my Atari collection over there, there's so many different looking cartridges. Like they're just all yeah. over the place. There's like no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. These, yeah, these are white. You know what I hate about that the, the Atari games is that they're all over the place and there's no rhyme or reason. <laughs> <laughs> As a designer, like your Nintendo shelf is so much nicer. <laughs> it, it's very yeah. Which <laughs> what will drive like, you crazy too is all the different fonts that they use oh, yeah. and all the different spines. Yeah, you'll Oh, I love like my PS4 collection, right? They're all the exact mm-hmm. same yep. and all the cross. Like a, check out the Genesis. The Genesis is no, a notorious for being like not getting things right. Different. Right. Size Genesis logo, gen- different gen- colors. Like, I can handle all that except for the Genesis logo being the different. So many different sizes. Come on, guys, get together. And <laughs> like on Aladdin, it's not even the logo. Like, God, what are you doing? Drives me nuts. Um, but yeah, so I don't have a ton of memories around this game from back in the day, but definitely, you know, one of those pizza joint ones yep. for sure. Okay, let's move on to our current playthrough. I don't know why that took me so long to. to <laughs> I'm like delaying for Zach now. Do you yeah, need, a, you. need some water? No, I didn't. Let's talk about our water. playthrough over the last couple of weeks. I'll ask you guys some thoughts about specific aspects of Donkey Kong so we can focus a bit more on what makes the game unique and memorable. Um, so, what about the fun factor? How fun was the game to you guys? Alex, starting with you on this one. <laughs> it was uh, it was challenging. So I wouldn't say it was uh, so much fun as much as. Um, you it sort of built up a tolerance or a a, a, a persistence oh, you, like you 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 lucky man as I it destroyed you inside. <laughs> um, you, it made you want to uh, overcome it. Yeah, and do it over and over and over again. Which I'm listen, I'm weak. If you are collecting quarters as your main source of income, it makes sense, right? Right. right. Um, so no, in that sense, uh, I would say like, man, this is a tough game. Every little thing will. Uh, Every little thing kills you. It's really hard to jump over the fire. Uh, it, I started to expect this game to play a little bit more like Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? While I was playing totally the game. Totally makes sense. And I'm like, oh, Huckman doesn't do that. Huckman doesn't do this. And uh, I just had to like reacclimate myself to 1981 and uh, put myself in that mindset. But yeah, dude, this was a tough game. It, I it unexpectedly unexpectedly hard i think i texted you definitely or i called you yeah and after, after i played it for like a, a half hour and he i was called like, for help i was like this game's hard it's What's it going is on? yeah i uh <laughs> zach i'm gonna look up some info so i'm gonna go to you next on uh on the what did you think about the fun factor i had fun playing this game um i did die very quickly mm. um a little bit quicker than i anticipated um, but I could see how this game, if you stayed committed to it, it would get more fun over time as your skill improved. Yeah. Because I kept wanting to come back to it over and over again. Because the games are short, you could pick it up again and say, you know what, I'm going to try to get 100 more points or 100 more totally. points. And so I did keep advancing, which kept it fun. So, um, yeah. I, I, you I, got 100 overall, points? Wow. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> no, I think overall it was a, it was a really fun game. Um, I was reading an article recently. Um, we talked about Nolan Bushnell earlier. Right. He's, he has a quote where he said, you know, all the best games are easy to learn and difficult to master. I would put this in that category for, for sure. sure. Yep. Yeah. Like 
you know right away what you need to do. You need to run, you need to jump, you need to get to the top. Like, and you can have fun in those 30 seconds just trying that first level. Um, but to truly put up a great Donkey Kong score, that's going to take like years of practice as you've seen these masters mm-hmm. try to do. So I think that's a mark of a really good game. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I've got some, a little bit that goes off of both of what you guys are saying. As far as what you're saying, Zach, uh, for the fun, I, I'm not sure it was fun, but it was a really interesting challenge, right? Like it, I did feel like I was learning something new every day. I would, I, you know, Oh, Hey, you know, I can pause on this part and in the barrel I, that most of the time that means the barrel will pass that ladder by. Yeah. Like, uh, and so, you know, really kind of continuing the build on the skills. Did you do that uh, thing where like you stand past the ladder a little bit to see yep. if it goes down the ladder or past you? Yep. And if it goes past you, then you go up the ladder really Absolutely. quick or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wait, wait. Yeah, I would go right past. Exactly. I would go right past the ladder if and decide where what I was doing depending on what that barrel did. Um, but to go with what Alex was saying about the challenge yes, sure. and being uh, and sending uh, Zach a help me text. So Zach <laughs> uh, about on Tuesday sent a text, the very very long text, uh, in which in part of it he kind of laid out which uh, Donkey Kong uh, version we were playing off the Switch. Uh, which I missed yeah. that part because we're supposed to be playing the uh, correct one. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Says the, Alex, you right? have no room to talk. Alex. I have every room. So to talk, I realized because I then Zach said that I was like, oh man, I think I was playing the wrong one. I don't remember you saying that. He's like, I sent it in text, and now I look back at the text. I responded to that part of the text by saying, whatever works, I apparently suck at Donkey Kong, and I have five days to figure it out. <laughs> so I didn't even really read that part. I was like, I don't even care what we're doing for a score. <laughs> I, I hate you, and I hate this game. And you didn't even figure it out until I, you showed up here I today. Did. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. No, because I just I just was just so angry at the So you played the, the wrong version. I did play there. The guy was originally called Jumpman. How do you Yay. think I'm going to do? It was a, it's pretty much... the. It, it's not a completely wrong version. It's still the same game. You walked Some in here today having played the wrong version. Yes, I played you the... You donkey. I played the, er, <laughs> I played the early version, not the international version. You could, one could argue that the early version is the original version, right? right? So, and it's, it's 90% of the same game. Yeah. Uh, at least the parts that I played. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, fun but challenge. Absolutely. All right, guys. What about the graphics? What do you think about the graphics? Mr. Zach. So uh, it's 1981. So you got to kind of, you know, give it a little bit of a pass there. It's going to look pretty basic. Um, But I think the graphics totally work. I mean, you know what's going on. You know what you need to do. You know all the important stuff. Um, And I think the the arcade looks the best of all the versions. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because that's the original thing. Right. Um, And uh, the NES's levels look pretty good, you know, compared to the arcade. Uh, but it's formatted for a four by three you know, TV right. screen, so you kind of lose some of that the vertical like you know layout that, that the arcade's known for. Um, and the Atari obviously stripped way down. <laughs> right, you're not going to get a basic. lot of it. Um, but uh, again, I mean, it was really hard to program, so I'm kind of happy with with what we got. Um, one thing I I realized with the Switch was that you can actually play the game in vertical mode oh yeah so you can rotate the screen and then you have a lot more room to work with okay because you know? it, when it's the vertically um, when it's a vertical oriented screen and it's stuck in the middle of the switch screen it's a lot smaller than huh. you think it I, would be i wish i had discovered so you that. can rotate it but then the only thing is you have to use like a pro controller or yeah. something and i was like trying to prop up my switch vertically like how am i going to do this oh, right, right but it's really neat to play it play it vertically but but yeah graphics overall i think they're totally work for what they are alex any uh thoughts on graphics for this game no the graphics look great they're iconic yeah i think yeah so i mean uh the the contrast is great the colors look great i mean you got that those big uh red what is it steel girders, girders or whatever yeah that you're going up through. purpley 
Um, and then you got red and orange uh, flames chasing you around, yeah. plus uh, a big monkey. I mean, yeah, pretty iconic 80s video Absolutely. game. But, but this and Pac-Man, I mean, and Space Invaders, maybe. You know, even in Centipede, these are, these are Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame graphics. Right. right? Absolutely. And I mean, the, what's really interesting about this game to me is like, if you think about, yeah, 81, the, 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 once I got to the second level with the Cement Factory one, I was like, wow, this is a lot more like intricate than I thought it would be mm-hmm. for that kind of a- a- age. Like you could really tell what was going on and there was a conveyor. The ladders belt. are going up and down. Yeah. Like conveyor belts. Lots of yeah. stuff going on. So I think they did a really great job on the graphics on and this And you know one. what? I bet you it surprised a lot of people when you got to level two and the donkey started to throw the uh, barrels sideways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like, whoa, okay. Well, right. the three, I got to like the third loop, whatever, spoiler alert. But the first barrel he throws each time is like a trick barrel. Oh. Like the first, the, I think the second time around, he throws one where if you run... Like from the get go, yeah. it'll go right behind you, like barely right behind you. So if you pause it all, you're gonna get it right on the head. Oh wow! But then the second, the third loop around, he'll throw it like even earlier, so that if you run straight without stopping, you'll get hit. So yeah. like there's little these little you know monkey tricks that he does. Yeah. Monkey. All right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. This next question is uh, I think already answered, but I think uh, we can kind of uh, tackle it from a certain angle. So, Alex, I'm gonna start with you on the challenge. Yeah. So we're we're all in agreement that this is a very hard game. Mm-hmm. But would you say uh, easy too? You know, was it fair challenge or was it too hard or could they have done something more challenging? What no, do you think? I of think the, it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's with all my frustration and all the uh, little things that this game does. I mean, it's damn near perfect uh, because you can eventually master it. Yeah, but it's still difficult to um, to be frustrating. Yeah, I, I, yes, I would say that the, if it was easier, it would be a lame game. I'll just say that right now. Maybe if, if it, it was, was slightly if it was easier, easier, but if it was much easier, sure. Yeah. But maybe it could have been slightly easier. I will say though that uh, this game, I you know paid eight dollars on the uh, Switch Online. Um, so that's the equivalent of what thirty-two quarters. I, <laughs> if this, if I had played this in a real arcade, I would have probably put I don't know five hundred quarters into it over this playthrough. Yeah, you were blown through twenty I was bucks. Blown, yeah, that's insane. It's insane how much. I, I, my mom would have been laughter like two dollars. Like, Cause get off that machine. You yeah. know, like you're, you, you haven't even passed level one yet. You know, so no, mom, um, this is the third loop. Right, totally. It looks like level one, but um, I, I have I, I don't know what to feel about the challenge of this game. I think that there are some parts that aren't a hundred percent fair. Um, I I know that a lot of the challenge problems I have with this game is you know we joke haha doesn't doesn't like jumping games so I I it's part it's mostly true so I I know that part of it is me but I think there's some little aspects that just unnerved me I swore the most at this game of any game that we've done <laughs> because I was just so pissed off at the barrels because even when I thought I figured it out it was doing something different and I'm like son of a like I just I swore so many times at this yeah. game yeah so Zach Mr. What Nothing's a Challenge <laughs> Except for Zombies Ate My Neighbors. What do oh, you yeah. think about this one? No, it's a hard game. It's a hard game, but I, I'm with you, Alex. I think, you know, you if you put the time in, over time, you'll get better at it, and the challenge is more balanced. Yeah. Well, and you the know, fact that people can master it and get, like, over a million points yeah. just screams, like, this is this is a game that can be mastered. You can enjoy it. You could... You could 
you could rule this game if you want. You really it doesn't, it to doesn't do. scream that to me. It screams to me. It screams that there are people that have less of a life than Zach out there. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. believe it or not, yeah. No, but I mean, it's it. Yeah, it's a difficult game, and there's points where. Yeah, like, I mean, you just feel like, I mean, you do something stupid and you're like, oh my gosh, like the jumping thing, right? Yeah. Like, because sometimes the controls can be a little, you know, wonky here and there. But, I mean, it's a classic arcade game. What do you want? I mean, it was designed for one purpose and one purpose only, to take quarters. Eat your quarters. Eat your quarters, right? Yep. But now, when, when Nintendo released the home version on the NES, they actually, it is a little bit easier. And I noticed that because I put up a pretty damn good score on that game. And I was like, hey, why can't you do this on the arcade version? And what I realized that on the NES version, they actually slowed down the barrels as they go down the ladders. So you actually have more reaction time, you know? So, and then the, on the second level of the international version, you know, the correct one we were supposed to play, Dustin. Yeah. Thank you. There's the elevators that you jump on and off of. On the arcade, they're really fast. On the NES version, they're slower. Much slower. Yeah. So, so it makes then, the game. So they so did. I think they kind of took that to heart. Well, so we're which, coming home. We so wanna... which is fun? Which is more fun to play? You know, that's a good question because I initially would say, oh, the NES version because it's a little bit easier. Yeah. But there's something about just getting your butt kicked right away, and and you keep going back for more and more and more. I mean, there's something fun about that intense of a challenge. Yeah, you know? that's so, what I'm saying. You know, so again, I I think it's fine the way it is. It's yeah. just. Yeah. Okay. Get ready to cry. All right. right. Hold on. Yeah. So then this or Galaga. Oh, Galaga, oh. easy for me. I love Galaga. You mean really? challenge wise? No, no, not that Galaga was. Well, because I know how frustrated you were with Galaga. You're I, like, oh, we're never playing this game again. It's very blah, similar blah. to Galaga, I would say. Like the, the yeah. whole, like, I thought this was going to be a mindless shooter type thing. And, and I just, not, I yeah, couldn't yeah. believe it, how hard it was and how fast I died. Very, very similar to this. Interesting. I, Galaga, I, I think, I like the challenge of Galaga better. Hmm. I, I don't know if it's the space shooter thing. I think I don't know. I like that. Well, I think one there's no jumping there. in Galaga, so that might be a. <laughs> you know, I think you're 100 percent correct. I think you're 100 percent correct te- on I'm, that one. I'm Team Donkey Kong versus Galaga. Team Donkey 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 Kong. We're leaving it. All right, we're done. Um, moving on to which aspect of the game gave you the most trouble? We'll start with uh, Alex again on this one. Uh, everything in this room? <laughs> everything? <laughs> everything? Uh, like, what does this do? What does this do? Oh, I guess I can't touch that. Oh, I guess I can't fall down either. Thanks, Jumpman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> it takes, there's a, there's definitely a learning curve. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're listening to this in 1981, you're going to go through about $40 in quarters before you figure out how to play this game. <laughs> For sure. Right? You know? All so, right. I mean, that's it. Initial so everything, basically. Yeah, everything. everything. All right, Zach, what about you? <laughs> Those fire guys on like the second level. Oh, okay. The, the one where you pull the, the rivets out. Yeah. Because they're so dang smart. Like yeah. I spent so much time trying to get them away from that last totally, rivet I needed to get. Yeah. And they would kind of like walk back and forth and like hover around and, and they would play tricks on you. Like you'd go, they would go right at you. They would like beeline towards you and you would go to jump over them and then they would change directions. You end up landing around top yep. of them. Like they're just so like sneaky and smart. Those little guys. Because I thought I had... I would do a couple of those levels, no problem. Okay, I I would think yeah. I had them down, yeah. but then on a on a the next playthrough, yeah, all three of my lives gone. I'm right? like, what is what did I do? I didn't do anything differently? Those guys so are what so you cunning. Do? You got to save a mallet, right? Well, the, the 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 mallet is great, but what happens with those guys? Sometimes they come down the ladder to let you hit them. Yeah. Sometimes they just wait up above you until yeah. your hammer right? runs out, and you can't climb and you can't jump when you have the hammer. Right. So they're just waiting. They're watching. Yeah. And they're and they're multiplying. <laughs> right. There's more keep coming. Right. You know. So I'm sure there's like anything else in Donkey Kong. There's a strategy like okay, work up to the right, then back or whatever. But like I was just just trying to run away from those damn things all the time. Yeah. Totally. So much trouble. This is. 
Uh-oh. Dustin embarrassing story time. Can't wait. All right. Let's All right. Other than I did play the wrong version for most of my run through, but it's almost the same, so it's fine. Uh, in the midst of our two-week run, my two, no, three-ish week run of playing this, I had a good five, four or five-day period where somehow I completely forgot that you could jump in this game. <laughs> what? Wait, JP? what? What happened? Wait, you you played it without jumping. I played the game for four days straight without jumping. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> wait, wait, but this is a... Hold on, hold on, but, but hold on. I know his name is... I know Mario, his name, right. I don't know what happened. I started playing with just the left... Can you beat the level without jumping? Is it possible? Did you do yeah. it? I, I, I got... Like the concrete factor. To the, the, uh, did I get to the... I got to the... Oh, I got to the top. This was also then I didn't know what you had to do. I didn't know you had to go up to Pauline. So during that run through, I was also like, I'm at the top. Now what? I kept of just course jumping. not. The guy who killed Pauline's like, why am I going to save her? Who cares? <laughs> so now I'm at I'll the top. The barrels, the barrels just hit me because I'm like, not now what? I can't like uh, for some reason, I didn't know to climb up there. Right? Oh, my Yo, so this God. was like Dude, uh, idiot. So hold on. This idiot guy, donkey. he doesn't jump. He doesn't even care about saving the girl. <laughs> no. What's the point of the game? To you? I got to the top. <laughs> wow. Dang, so, dude! And it was this weird, like, revelation uh, morning earlier th- earlier this week when I was like, "Wait, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> what's the point of existence?" I was like, "Because I, I would basically have to time my position on the, the ladder and try to time it to run between, like, okay, here's a good gap. I can run to the next ladder." Uh, I I don't know. I honestly be, don't know. And wow, much harder. that's a brain fart. It was much really hard. Really hard. Uh, yeah, without jumping. <laughs> but I got all the way to the top of the level. Now I want to try it without jumping. I'll do after this podcast. I want to play without jumping and see what's possible. It's hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you would imagine. So no. what the heck? You know what my high score was during that run? What's that? Nine hundred points. <laughs> Uh, Actually, I shouldn't laugh because I don't know what mine would be if I tried that. I'm there surprised, were, I'm surprised there were, you didn't even look up a YouTube video. You're like, I, you know, and I usually so do. I usually do YouTube videos for this, but I first there was a thing where I was like, I'll come back to it. Dude, I'll go that's do. That's so I, funny. Like, how do you? I know. Honestly, dude, how do you not? This how do you forget how to? You already played this when you were a kid. How do you forget is, how to play Donkey Kong? And it Kong? wasn't. I started with jumping. I started like it wasn't like when I first played the game this time. I think I was jumping I'll the be first few you, days. I think this is a health condition. I think you had, <laughs> I, I think you had a stroke. It was so, not a stroke. I be, I, I believe it was. I got my switch out here. I'm, yeah. While you're talking here, I'm going to try to play level. I believe it was related here. to the fact that I was on solo kid duty all week because my, my lovely wife was out of town for business, and I think I was just exhausted. I was telling Zach before the podcast that um, there were nights this week that I just stared at the, at the wall for 20 minutes after putting him to bed nice. because I was so uh, mentally drained. So I think it might have something to do with that. I just died on the third girder. Yeah. How did, did you see the hammer and go, how do I get that? No, so so here's what's stupid. Here's what's stupid. I the first like week or so I played it and I dr- grabbed the hammer, um, but there was something that I read and I guess this goes Wait, into the next you, section. You have to jump to get it, dude. No, no, no. That, here's what I'm saying. I don't, maybe you're not getting this part. I, the first like week that I played it, I jumped. Yeah. And then suddenly in the middle of my run, I forgot that you could jump. And then you just never got Wait, the hammer. Okay, so you you played it normally first, and then at a certain point you just forgot you to forgot jump. Right. That part. Like I forgot that part for some reason. I don't know what it was. Do you need to go to the ER right no, now? I know. And this is that's why what, I said dude, this is just an embarrassing story. It time. might be it it's might James? be a hangover from Frogger or right. Freeway. <laughs> James is going Well, no, so I did think about Holy that fact crap. about with Freeway because Freeway is a 
just yeah. directional game. Yeah. You don't you don't press any buttons. Yeah. And for some reason I was just with the switch, I was one handing it. I don't know. I got a game over with zero points. Yay! Yeah. See you're, so you're better at me no, jumping. Ah oh boy. That's so hard. that was hard. Wow. I'm telling you, it's super hard. I got to 900 during that run. But yeah, because I think, and this will get in, we're, uh, the next section, I'll start off with the tips and tactics you came across, we came across. Jump. <laughs> <laughs> Jump is number one. Um, but one of the things I think that tripped me up was it you said, donkey. don't. You donkey. <laughs> I, um, awesome. Right. I, uh, thank you. I was already embarrassed. But hey. I, I'm bearing my soul to you people. Um, the uh, tip and tactic that I ran across, I think, that started this for me was don't grab the first hammer. Um, mm-hmm. It said never grab the first hammer. Um, that that hammer then just gets you locked in down there yep. and you're stuck for too long. Oh, totally. And that then by the time you get away from that hammer, uh, too bad many barrels. Are, have too many barrels, too yeah. many blue barrels that are now oil. So never avoid the, blue, the hammer. I think that's what started it for me is that I just was like, okay, running right by this hammer and I forgot. But you had to jump to get to the hammer, dummy. So anyway... Donkey, of you course donkey. you did. Oh boy, anyway, I love it. You'll never live it down. I know. And James is going to text me as soon as this podcast hits the end. Never live it down, just, listeners. Yeah, never let him live it down. No. I'm, I'm admitting. Hey, I just please give me a little credit for admitting what is this one of the stupidest things I've ever uh, had. Hilarious. Thank you. Hey, listen. At least I played the Mega Drive version of that one game, and I played <laughs> it like I used all the moves. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. All right. Moving wow. on. Master system. All right, Alex. That's you're right. so smart. What tips and tactics do you have? Jump, jump. Yeah. Use jump, man. To all right. Jump. Other than you being a jerk face, uh-huh. do you have any real tips? Use jump, man, to jump. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on. Zach, <laughs> Zach, what are your 1,435 tips oh, and tricks? Well, I would say I do have a complaint about this game. It would have been nice. You if, have a complaint? Well, the, the main one was. No, no, no. We'll, we'll save that for if you want to make something when, to make the game better. Oh, That's okay. our next question. Yeah. Tips and tactics. Give us some. Yeah. Uh, there, I, didn't, Zachary. I didn't study any official strategy in this game. I'm sure there's a lot. I was, yeah. In the, well, in the Donkey Kong, the King of Kong documentary, Really briefly, they like the 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 uh, um, star or whatever. He was saying, you know, if you go up a ladder a certain way, you can trick a barrel, or if you like yeah. run to the left, then to the right. Like, there's ways to manipulate the barrels. Yeah, you know. So I didn't get into any of that stuff. So mine isn't really a tip, but it's something fun to try. So you can actually run out the timer in the game. Did you guys ever do this? Mm. No. So if the bonus like ticks, there's no real timer, right? right? But the bonus ticks down the longer you're on a level. And I was like, oh, what would happen if I just didn't? get any bonus. So I got to like the second to the top girder and I, between two ladders and I just kept jumping over everything Donkey Kong was throwing at me. Sure. Luckily, they were spaced out enough to get to him. Yeah. And eventually, the what the music kind of changes a little bit when the timer or the, I guess, bonus counter gets really low and then eventually it gets down to zero and then you die. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Interesting. So, so, I mean, talk about this being an arcade game. They have barrels coming down in, you know, and in, in fire coming up. Fire coming up and the timer counting. So it's like right. your butt is moving. Right. You know, one way or the other. You know, it's you interesting yeah. going back to like the difficulty of this game. If you talk just to talk purely about the first level, um, the bottom is super easy and the top is super yeah, easy. Yeah, the top is easy, I but thought. But it's the middle that's the mm-hmm. really hard part. At the, once you get to the top, you can breathe and go, how much time do I have? Let me, if I yeah. can, if there's a lot of barrels here, I can jump over, then that's better than than going into the bonus. Right. Um, so maybe I maybe I hit a and bunch that, of barrels. And that's the weird thing is I thought about that. Like, okay, so is it better for me to go slower and like jump over a few barrels for like 300 yes. points or whatever than yes. it is to go quickly? You know, it so. is, it is, it's one of those things like, um, what game was it that we played? 
played where um, there's one of in our recent past that where you get more points for like you, yeah. stop Rygar. I think it Rygar. Was. That's yeah. exactly it. Stop here before the level ends. If you've got tons of time, uh, you can. It's better to kill these enemies. It's exactly the same thing here. Um, also, going uh, tips and tricks. We talked about a little bit earlier in the episode as well that um, oh god, brain brain fart. Sorry. Uh oh, you forgot to jump you again. Forgot to jump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just oh oh. So going back to a tip and tactic that we talked about a little bit earlier in the episode, um, we we talked about the ladder positioning. You kind of mentioned that you heard some of that in the documentary. I didn't look that up either, but it definitely helped to go to a ladder. If you know there's a bunch of barrels coming, go just past it. Um, Wait to see what that barrel does, then come back and go up the ladder if it it doesn't come down. I think that saved my bacon and got me to my... Not very good high score, yeah. but it definitely got me to a high score. I'm pretty sure that the pattern of the barrels are predetermined, you know, based on like... I the, think you most know, of them are, but... but and, and so now there's way that they'll change depending on what you do, but I think, I mean, there's definitely a way to memorize patterns. Yeah. You know, and you get a little bit of that in the documentary too, where there's guys actually like drawing with like a blue pencil on the screen itself, wow. like you're trying to map like out certain pencil? things. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so I'm sure there's some deep strategy there, but it feels very random when you're playing it. Yeah. Cause totally. you're just like, you get a barrel in the face. You're like, Oh my God. Like i I swear that barrel goes over and then. Yeah, absolutely. You know. All right, Alex, you yeah. chomped at the bit yeah. for this part earlier. Anything to make the game better? Yeah. It would have been great if a you, tutorial uh, for jumping. <laughs> <laughs> One. Thank you. Yeah. Thank uh, you. A walkthrough. Like here's what this button does. And that's it. End of tutorial. Right. Right. It's one button, dude. The right? tension is palpable. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get the hammer, it'd be nice if you could jump with the hammer. It'd be mm. nice if you could also go uh, uh, go up and down the ladder, regardless of whether had, uh, the hammer was uh, up, uh, do or done or not. I would say, I would horrible. have to say, though, that I would disagree from the standpoint that that adds a level of strategy to this game that would, I think would otherwise be missing. It like, does. And- should I get the hammer? Is yep. it worth being stuck in this spot to yeah. get the hammer? Because the hammer can bring you a lot of points, but yeah. you're you're sacrificing yeah. something to do. And it. by the, and and by I the didn't way, do that until later on, actually, uh, where I st- I skipped the first hammer in the first level and it just kept going because you're right. Like you'll you get it, and then then what? You got to wait there until it dies, and then you could finish the game. And the know, game's like the... spitting more en- enemies at you yeah. while you're waiting, right? Yeah. Right. One thing about the hammer too is. The hammer doesn't guarantee you like invincibility. No. Like the star no. would in like Mario right. One time or whatever. Yeah, the time it. Yeah. I've jumped up, grabbed the hammer with an enemy right below me, and then died. Right. I'm like, but I had the hammer. Didn't I was matter. running full speed with the hammer going in, and a, a barrel caught just as the, the hammer was going up. And it's yep. like, okay, I guess. I guess I can't just run through this. <laughs> no. So I I, uh, I don't have any suggestions about making this game better. I don't think we can question two hundred eighty million dollars. No. No. Right. I think that I, I don't I don't even want to say like I, my complaints are are personal to this time and day and age and yeah. you know yep. and my abilities and I think that the, maybe uh, some things feel unfair, but I think. $280 million proves, proves a point, right? Yeah. So, totally agree. <laughs> I'm not going to say that there's anything they should have done better. Yeah, I'm of the same mind. It was perfect for what it was. Yeah. yeah. The only thing, the two things that I would suggest Nintendo has already either said or done. Okay. So the first is, I mean, jumping could be a little more forgiving, especially on the <laughs> sure. elevator stage because yeah. if Mario falls, like I said, further than his height, he'll die. Yeah. But Miyamoto called that out in an interview. He said that, 
you know, he, he, if there's one thing he would have changed, that's one thing he would have liked to have done. And he actually went off and did in the Mario Brothers game, the Mario Bros. arcade game, which we yeah. talked oh, about in yeah. our very first episode, right? Right. right. And Super Mario Brothers and yeah. stuff is a lot and more forgiving and the great. jumping and all that's yeah. perfect, right? So he did that. And then I was thinking the other day, I'm like, well, wouldn't it be cool to have more levels, like a lot more levels? Sure. You know, keep the same kind of, you know, uh, format or whatever, but a lot more levels. And Nintendo did that too. They released Donkey Kong for the Game Boy. Okay. If you don't have it, you have it's a must own. It starts off as it kind of arcade influenced, where you mm. play like a version of the arcade. But when you finish, quote unquote, the game, it changes and turns into like more of a puzzler, where it's a multi screen you know, climbing game and jumping game where you have to collect a key and then bring that back to a door. And it, it's a, it's like an evolved version of Donkey Kong. So they took that same premise and they blew it out a little bit. They sure. expanded on it. That's exactly what I would have liked to have seen done. And they, they did it. So, but the, the original Donkey Kong arcade, I think as, for what it is, perfect. It's yeah, awesome. absolutely. All right, moving on to our penultimate question here. Such a There's nerd. There's a dictionary word for you. Um, how far did you get, and what was your score? To remind myself about this score competition for Donkey Kong, uh, what we were supposed to do was play the Switch port on the international version setting most points win. Well, good luck, guys. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> hey, and Alex, uh, just yep. so you know, you yep. actually have some fans rooting for you. Oh, really? So, yeah, Chris Wait. M. posted oh, to... I didn't think we had any fans. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's oh right. who's listening to this little podcast, <laughs> Alex? Uh, my three fans, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris M. posted to Facebook this morning. He said, come on, Alex, just this once, <laughs> win it. Channel your inner Batman and defy the odds. Uh, well, I, I wish I could have seen... You should, he should have wrote that uh, a month ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you can practice and... <laughs> All right, yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, we're going to start off with you then, sure. Alex. Where did you get? Channel your inner Batman. Oh, Let's God. Go. What did I do? I think I got to... Uh, I I only got to level uh, two, uh, but 11,100 All points. right. Interesting. 11,100. Yeah. So this is interesting. Okay. Hmm. But did you jump? Absolutely. <laughs> Every time. So... <laughs> I jumped over the barrel. Are there more points or did you jump a lot? Because it's interesting. So I put mostly played on the early version. Mm-hmm. Um, I got mel- many, not many. I got multiple times to the end of level three. I first, and I never looked it up when I meant to, but I never figured mm-hmm. out how to get past those stupid hammers or whatever they are that oh, he's the, throwing. The jacks. The jacks. Give me, give me the button jumping I never things. got past those. Well, I you, got to the top yeah. many times and I just could not figure and out those, how to time and it. And those jacks, by the way, like they bounce three times or whatever, two times and they fall down the screen. Yeah. They don't fall down the screen the same exact place each right. time. They, they shift just a few pixels. Right. Here and there, which makes it like really difficult. I never had any problem g- getting past them until the top. Very like top. I would get to that top right yep. corner. Um, you so climb and they would hit you, right? Yeah, yeah, so no, I would yeah. I'd like jump over and I couldn't figure out how to time to get to there. So, yeah. um, but so I got to the end of level three on that version, but my my highest score was ninety eight hundred. Mm. So. <laughs> That's weird because I don't know. Maybe the points are different well, on that the, version. I think the pie level, I'll call it, is actually pretty easy, at least the first couple times around. Because you run up to the right or whatever, and they have the, the ladders that kind of go up and down, and you go right up to the yeah, top. Yeah, and like, I never spend simple. any time like ca- no. capturing points yeah. on that screen. It's I wouldn't I think say it's, it's simple. There's a couple of points on there that is uh, that where that fireball fo- follows you around. Not as much as it does on level three, but there's one that, that kind of stood at the top of the ladder a couple times at me, like with the middle finger. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Like come, the, like the come at me, bro! <laughs> right, come at me, bro! So yeah, um, I when I, I only got a little bit of time in the crop proper version and got to level two and got about I think seventy six hundred points mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I 
I got further than Alex, but I guess I got less. No, you points. didn't. You played the wrong version. You played the wrong. <laughs> yeah, you played the wrong version. Did you get to the top of level two? Yeah. Okay, so we got him, to the I same. Made him fall we got down. To the same I made spot. the donk. I got all the rivets, and the Donkey Kong fell down and stuff like that. So yeah. you got to level three then. Is that what it is? I thought there were loops. Yeah, well, in the international version, that would have been level two. I, well, I got to the... Yeah, because it goes... To the second loop. On the international version, it goes the construction level, uh-huh. the the uh, rivet level, yeah. goes back to the construction level, yeah. then it goes to the level with the elevators. Okay. Right. I believe. Yeah, did you I get got the, to the second uh, construction So level. you got to level three. All right, fine. I guess you beat me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. Zach, uh, how many how many hundreds of thousands of I was, points did you I was get? actually worried this time around. For some reason, I was like, ah, oh, this game's kind of... Like, it's a simple premise. I felt like one of you guys would do really well on this. <laughs> Um, that laugh wasn't intentional, by the way. Uh, yeah, but it was. The, you know, <laughs> he wasn't. didn't think you'd forget to no, jump. No, <laughs> no, but um, I, I wanted to go into our live podcast uh-huh. with what? the streak intact because uh-huh. then the, now you guys have now a month's notice to put in the time to beat me in front of a live audience. We're not gonna beat you on for what so, contra. We're not gonna yeah. beat you on contra. Everyone if knows we Contra. were going to have each game that we challenged that had a challenge where we thought we would actually beat you, it would have been SimCity. Because well, I will beat you at SimCity. Well, we will do. Oh, I will. You, you, you know what? Honestly, that's it's. I, I kind of what believe would, that. What would? All right. I'm not, so con- that's going to have to follow Contra. 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 Can we just call it now? Can we just call it now? Contra. It's, what would Contra be? SimCity. What would Contra be? How would? What's the score there? There's this high score. There's a score. That's yeah, yeah. score. I, no, I, no up, down, up, down, unlimited guys or what? I would say. Well, we'll decide, but I, yeah. I think 30 man is fair. All right. Just 30 man code, top score. 30 right. man time. Okay. Yeah. So so and, I'll get five I, points, is that? And I, I'm trying to remember if the score resets when you Are we playing continue. single player or, du- or doubles? We'll figure it we'll out. Fi- yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> listen, you're going to yeah. throw it down. You're going to yeah. call it out there. We'll he'll figure set, it out. He'll uh-huh. set it in text and we'll ignore and it. And you'll ignore it. Yeah, there you go. Right on. <laughs> I'm going to grease up his brain. You asked about my score. For the arcade, it was 28,400. Yeah. Verified. Verified. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, like there's a leading zero on that on the scoreboard that always just harasses you. Like, oh, 28,000 looks great. You're like, well, no, there's a zero there, which means <laughs> most people should have 100,000 at right. least. And watching King of Kong, they're putting up millions, yeah. right? Or over a million. I was like, oh my well, God. So in the in the Dustin version of that was when I couldn't even get a score to show up on the scoreboard in the game. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's a lot of like, zeros. Cool. So I played the three versions. I played the arcade. I got the 28,400. The furthest I got was loop three. So the third loop, the th- there's a third construction site. Mm-hmm. Hard as hell. Uh, on the NES, I scored 84,000 points. So you can tell, I mean, like, you know, three times as much. So yeah. it gets a little bit easier. And then on the Atari, I scored like 50,000 points. Yep. And that only has two levels that go back and forth. So... Um, Where are know. the missing there two you... levels, I know. Mr. Kitchen? Gary Kitchen. Where's your missing two levels? Yeah, it's like I said, we're surprised they were able even to get to this. What game. was so funny was he was going on Twitter once we were talking back and forth. He started going back and forth with a programmer, and they were speaking a language that I have no idea what it was. <laughs> um, but it got to the point where he said something about or the, the person that was commenting said something about I can't believe it. Like, how, how did you do X Y Z? You know. And they finally got to the point where he was like, oh, okay, I kind of see where you're going with that. And he was all, okay, so Gary Kitchen's like, okay, I told you all this. That's amazing, right? He's like, now how would you do the hammer? And the guy was like, oh, like, you know, it's like, it's like it all makes sense. That's and then there, there's, but there's another element that you had to figure out. And I right. could see like Gary Kitchen right. going like, wow, you've got say 10 things you need to animate, but you only have enough processing power or whatever. For like three. To three, yeah. Right. So it's just, it's pretty crazy. Craziness. All right, last question. Would you play Donkey Kong again, Mr. Zach? Not only would I play it again, but I would love to own an original cabinet one day. Someday okay. I'm going to have an original Nintendo arcade. Fair enough. This one is, it's got to be on that. Mr. Alex? 
Yeah, Oops, absolutely. Play, play it again? Yeah, absolutely. Play it yeah. again, Sam. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, um, I will try <clears throat> to play the correct version and jump correctly. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's... Is this our two thumbs up, by the way? We, yeah, like... All three were, would play it again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I... Again, I think if I was going to... Of any of the really hard, challenging games that we've put on this podcast, it definitely wouldn't be the, the one I would point to more i would play Ga- i've played galaga m- multiple times since yeah. that episode um because I, I love how hard it is it's it's puts a smile on my face this game i guess i smiled while i said the f word 1400 times i don't know but yeah i mean this game is just really hard and you know and what? i would play, jumping i would play it again <laughs> only because like from 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 the first frame from the, from the first five seconds it's just as challenging as like you playing it like for an hour probably. It's probably just as challenging as that fir- that first uh, beginning yeah. level. Um, if ask me about Zelda, like oh, would you play this again? It's like, mm, and then you're th- doing the the computations in your head. How much time do I have to right. devote to having a good right. Zelda experience right. versus Donkey Kong? I can knock out a good Donkey Kong experience in five minutes. Bam. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Um. <laughs> And at least oh, you could pause in this the arcade archives version because yeah. like some of the old classic yeah. arcades on an actual arcade, once you put a quarter in, you're committed. Yeah, right. Right. And, was, and one of the things in that documentary, the guys who were putting up those crazy scores, they're playing for hours. Like uh, what was our last episode? We we're talking about the Galaga guy yeah. who played for like ten hours or right. something crazy like that. There's a there's a spoiler. There's a scene in that uh, documentary where the guy is putting up a high school. He's on track to get a world record in his garage. He's got a, a Donkey Kong uh, machine in his garage. And he and, we, and parents can relate to this. It's on. It's on video too. He's right. He's getting close to the score, and his son starts going, "Dad, Dad, you have to wipe me. You have to wipe oh, me." Like he must. And he had God. an accident. Oh no! And, he, and, and he's like, "Not now. Like not now. I'm. I'm about to." And he's like, "Then his son goes, stop playing Donkey Kong, Dad.' Oh. Like and he's. And you can just see the stress. Like you know. Oh, and it's no. funny because like we'll just stop playing. But like this guy's obsessed. That's and he's, so bad finally oh there that's so and bad. but he ended up actually getting a high score in you know and, and said but he had to send that recording off to get verified <laughs> and it was this oh. kid like tell me wipe my butt oh boy so there's so many funny very things parenting. like that in that documentary you got to see it yeah now absolutely. now i want to see it you have i to. didn't want to see it before I, <laughs> but now i have like you that's a there's there's right plenty there. of scenes and, and characters in that that i think you would totally <laughs> dig so awesome. relate to yeah. that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, wipe, <laughs> the wipe version that guy yeah, there you go. We've all right, guys. There. Now it's time for Alex's favorite segment of the show, JP's right. Collector's Corner, hosted by yours truly. Since JP's strapped to the has a baby strapped to him, I think. Um, yeah, so uh, the original Donkey Kong arcade will set you back about a few thousand bucks for a restored one. They're truly collector's items. There's some machines out there you can get for like 800. This is not one of them. No, no, no. Um, as for the more popular ports, you can get the Atari 2600 cartridge for under 10 bucks. They made a million of them. I actually ended up, and I showed Zach this, I, I ended up getting one with a box and a manual. Um, I had to buy them separately, but uh, I got the box and the cartridge in one package and the manual in the other, and they're in pretty decent condition. Um, yeah, so, and yeah, it wasn't that much money. The cartridge was, I think, co- the cartridge in box, I think, cost me like eight bucks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, manual cost five. Uh, the NES port runs you about 40 bucks. Yeah, those get a little valuable because they're the one of the earlier NES games. They come, they call them black box games because the retail box was black. So okay. they've gotten a little yeah. valuable over the years. Gotcha. Uh, the Donkey Kong Classics card on the NES, which contains Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr., go for around 15 bucks. 
Uh, Donkey Kong was also released as part of the Game & Watch series. We've talked about that series quite a bit time. Those are yep. LCD uh, portable games. They're notable uh, as the first game that introduced the cross-shaped control pad. Uh, inspiration for our little retro game guys That's logo right. as well. Those ones go for about 80 to 100 bucks. JP and I used to have one in our shared collection. And I don't know what the heck we were thinking, but we sold it. Weird. I don't know. Like, what was like, yeah, there's such a, like, a memorable game, yeah. notable you know, hardware for like what you just mentioned. Totally. Like, a, yeah. Interesting. Not our best moment. Coleco, the leather company, <laughs> uh, also put out a donkey, <laughs> donkey Kong, if a problem comes along, uh, tabletop arcade. Hey, hey there we go. There I, I forgot about that. Uh, we talked about that in our last quick play episode. Yeah, the little and, small tabletop ones. Uh, yeah. Came Alex, with leather seats. <laughs> Alex right? talked about the, the full version of it, but yeah. they had this mini version that uses a digital display similar to what your microwave or old car stereo would use. Looks like a digital watch. Uh, those nice. are pretty collectible and go for 150 to 200 dollars. Now uh, it's time for our crazy collectible of the month, and right. we're going to bring in second special special guest host of the segment, Mister Zach. I'm so excited because I haven't talked yet in this whole podcast. <laughs> you you wrote most of this. Thing, I did. This is your I fault. Did. This is a novel here. Um, so yeah, the reason why I wanted to do this one is because I have this contraption in my hand that is just wild when i was looking up like what to like what is a crazy collectible i came across um an, a nintendo e-reader for the game boy advance and i totally forgot about this thing i never owned it um, i don't know if i knew anyone that did own it but uh, i started looking on ebay and it was like oh wow they have this little reader and what it is is it's a, a little de device that plugs into your game boy advance i think it plugs into the um the DS, the original DS, like Lite or something also. Oh, okay. And there's also a Game Boy player for the GameCube. It works on that as well. Mm -hmm. But it looks like a credit card, a credit card swiper. Mm. And then what you would do is you would buy cards, like these little retail cards, and each of the cards had some code on them. You'd swipe the card, and the code would either do one of two things. Either it would load a game onto the system for you to play, or it would unlock something in a game. So I think that was like Super Mario Brothers uh, 3 for the Game Boy, um, it would unlock items or something like that. And then Pokemon games had unlockables also. Oh, what I thought was so neat, though, was that they had Donkey Kong. So it was the NES port of Donkey Kong. And it was on five cards, like playing cards, like paper cards. Wow. And so you would order the cards, and you would open the package, and you would scan each one of the five cards in the little swiper thing, and it would load the game into the Game Boy's memory. That's crazy. So you're basically like using scan cards to add like bit ones and zeros to yeah. your system. That's and so it's like crazy. and it's not like a magnetic strip. It's like they call it like dot code or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's crazy. But um, these aren't expensive. I think I got mine for twenty bucks. Hmm. I got two Donkey Kong uh, cards. I'm pointing to one. You guys, the you listeners can't see, but right. for you guys, there's one up there. You see that? So it's still in the package. Five Donkey Kong cards in like a foil package. I got it for like ten bucks. Yeah. Um, and there's all kinds of cards. And there's there's um, classic games. There's Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong Junior, and and there's pinball. The Nintendo pinball we <laughs> okay. talked about last yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. So you can get those for you know ten bucks or something like that. Interesting. And you scan them in. Yeah. But it's just such a neat, weird contraption thing, and it made me um, realize and remember that. This isn't the only weird contraption for the Game Boy Advance, and you know those games. Oh man, they had the, the camera. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah, the, the printer. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, 
I, I follow some uh, retro gaming subreddits and things, and uh, uh, the every once in a while, someone will, you know, here's a picture that I took on my Game Boy and yeah. print, print it out. I so, so want one. Like, and currently, they're doing this. Yeah. Like, this isn't like, I found the printout. It's no. like, I just took this picture at some show yeah. or something. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and, and what's so neat is that you can still get, like, in-the-box printer paper. It's yeah. like Game Boy printer paper. It's a little <laughs> roll of paper for, like, 10 bucks. But it's so neat. It's so I, memorable. I have to I It have is to get one, one of the crappiest cameras though i must yeah. say it takes some horrible pictures. so the one the one good thing about a c-reader i will say is i mean it, it it only holds one game so it sucks you can't load multiple games but at least you don't have to scan them every time right so like i have donkey kong saved on my on this e-reader now so i can pick it up and play donkey the nes version of donkey kong anytime i want to now which right. is cool until you wanted to play something else uh yeah so then you're screwed then you <laughs> right. gotta buy another e-reader right <laughs> Let's have one e-reader for each game yeah but again this is a wild idea who thought of that all you right know, so crazy all right well that was the crazy collectible of the week i mean i mean month, I mean, month. <laughs> yeah well, i think we're gonna get this right eventually all right guys uh thank you sir and now it's time for our monthly retro game giveaway We've got an original copy of Donkey Kong from the depths of JP's Game Vault, thrown down the stairs, strapped to a barrel. Uh, this month's winner is Robert D. from Australia. And yes, I'm sure it's Australia and not Austria. <laughs> I may not know how to jump, but I can read. Uh, he's our only only our second international winner to date. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Zach, why did we pick Robert? Well, first, uh, because Robert is a brave soul. Okay. So he's been sending us emails as he has listened to, get this, all of our episodes in sequence. What? Like I haven't even done that. <laughs> right, Just kidding. Yeah, I Just kidding. Actually, that, I listened actually, to yeah, so many yeah. versions. I mean, that's like 30 episodes. I don't even know how many hours that would be if you average like an hour and a half for the main ones and you know, whatever. Right. I mean, that's a lot of hours. Right. So he listening was, to us. I know. I'm right? so sorry. Yeah. Are you okay? When you finally hear this, uh, Robert, <laughs> you're a brave man. I'm again. apologizing. Um, but what's so crazy is that like he would send me these emails and crazy and cool about like jokes they were made like a year ago <laughs> right like you the, sent me some like of those the pitfall I was like, I patch is so awesome and i was yeah. like yeah that was but, but i kept i kept writing him back saying like i can't wait for if you like those episodes i can't wait for you to hear the new stuff right so i'm talking about strider and he's listening to like the thanksgiving episode <laughs> last year you know right well apparently uh, robert participated in a 21 mile charity walk recently so it took him like exhausting. six hours right. right and he listened to our podcast for the entire six hours of the walk and caught himself all the way up to which, the recent what? episode which which part of that is more punishment that's you? what was yeah the 21 <laughs> the mile walk on your feet or <laughs> the blisters in your ears <laughs> i don't know wow but, but he shared his donkey kong memories which we, wow. we talked about earlier and he and he talked about he called out donkey kong classics yeah remember he said that he used to play with his family uh so robert sir we have a copy of donkey kong classics and because of your tireless dedication to the retro game guys podcast we we're going to ship it direct to you in austria so, hey, <laughs> i mean hey, australia hey, hey, oh. hey. <laughs> thank you robert that's you're so awesome, awesome. Dude. you're yeah. so awesome i uh man more dedication to this podcast than even my mother there look at go. that all right guys it's now time to reveal what games we're going to play for our next episodes quick play will uh will our next one out will be on uh, NES Zapper games. So we're going to take two off the shelf. Uh, Duck Hunt, which is very popular, very uh, well-known game. A little bit uh, lower down the rung, but another one that uh, has some love out there for it is uh, one called Hogan's Alley. So we will right. we'll do those two for our next quick play episode. 
Uh, our next mainline episode is going to be Contra, as we announced earlier. Contra. Um, and again, if you want to see us record the episode, you're in the Bay Area on the weekend of December 15th. Uh, we'll be at the AFK GG Gamer Lounge on Sunday, December 15th in Campbell at 2 o'clock. Yeah. Be there or be square, as they say. I mean, what more do you want? I mean, really? You no, beat. show up and, uh, and watch Zach get beat. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. This is Contra. Right. Are you going to beat him in Contra? Someone you, should. You throw down? Somebody I, should. It's not going to be yeah. me. I guarantee it. Well, you were not. You were a Sega household. <laughs> I was a Sega household, yeah. and I played Contra, and I'm not good. And at there's it, jumping so. in Contra. There's jumping. So, sure. Yeah, I, it's not going to be that one, but it will be the one that we are going to guarantee that we're going to do right after SimCity or right after Contra, which is SimCity. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I will beat. I will beat Zach. I'm going to end right. the streak. Well, and, he, and here and here it is. Um, we rarely, if ever, have planned two games in a row. Yeah. So this is the first game where we technically have two months. To right. play it, you don't have to wait, Dustin. You could start now. Oh, I, I, you want to see how many different versions of of S, uh, Sim City, Pocket City. Uh, there's like oh I five or six different kind of city building games on this iPad. Oh my god, you're um, setting yourself up, dude. I, no, well, I'm ready. Up, I'm ready for a game. We've been the, the Donkey not, Kong's not yeah. that not in this, but we played a lot of games this year that are games that I have no history on or no, and they're all reflex like Twitch games, Twitch reflex, games and stuff. Reflex, it's not my yeah. it's not my bag, dude. It's not my genre. It's not what I'm good at. I'm good at the city building games. So if there is going to be a game that I'm going to be able to end the streak, it'll be this one. I don't know that I've ever played the SNES version though, so I will have to start practicing yeah. on that one. It's interesting because they. It is a was originally like a PC game, right? Yeah. But yeah. they kind of Nintendoized it. So yeah. There's a lot of friendly. There's a things. lot of great history. There's goals like you know you want to like get to a certain uh, number of people in your city. You want to collect yeah. things. Like it's really fun. Yeah. They added a whole character in the Nintendo version. Mm -hmm. Dude, I know. Trust me, I know. I don't even have look to write the history. Look at, look I can at tell him. you look how excited he is right now. Let look at him. Let me let me tell you, <laughs> this would be so sweet. If you destroyed him, <laughs> at that's not cool. Chicago, at, yeah, Chicago, looking, at Chicago all over again. He's looking at, at, at Chicago all over. Oh, again. you're only because you're just mad because you lost when you threw the challenge. No, I don't care. I just, I just love how you're like, oh, this is my bag, da, 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 and you're setting yourself no, up, bro. This Listen, is it's hubris. <laughs> It's hubris, it's not, man. Actually, it's you not gotta hubris. You got to be a little bit say, more humble, dude. It's not humble because I'm you saying, could lose. You could lose. I will. I might lose. I'm hubris. not saying. I'm not saying. Where do they say you have the most accents on your way home, or like a mile from home? Yeah, because this is your home, dude. You need to be a little bit more careful, and you got to start practicing. Like, dude, it's like not, this guy knows better. This guy knows how to play SimCity better than you do, and you better start acting like it. You need a Rocky <laughs> montage, dude. All right. Do let not sleep say, on this. Let me just say, it's not hubris. It's the fact that. If there is going to be a game that I ever beat Zach at, it's going to be this. And if I don't, and I'm saying I there will never be it. another. There will never be another. Oh my god! This well, is the, this is it. You got to do it. Then you reminded me that uh, Tecmo Bowl when we did Tecmo Bowl, that whole tournament, that whole thing, that was about a year ago. Yeah, like almost you know, to the day. Yeah. You know, and we all remember what happened there. Yeah, you know, Alex, who threw the challenge down, didn't even come in first or second. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I will, I will say that there is a good chance that this competition will be. Fierce. There was collusion, even, though. There was collusion was, in that one. <laughs> yeah, clear He's collusion. Let that yeah. Go. yeah. No, I'll tell you what. JP is going to be good at this also. Okay. Let's not forget. He is coming back. Right. He is good at this kind of stuff. Yeah. So and we're going to have to spike his drink or something. He's got time at home. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So he's been. He's got. He's still off for a little while. Yeah. You know what I mean? So are we talking SimCity or Contra for him? Well, Contra yeah. next. Yeah. yeah. SimCity yeah. after that. Yeah. But we already know it's SimCity. So my point was like yeah. we can start practicing now. Yeah. 
as in I'm going to. But stop you're also about. acting like you're the only one that's ever played SimC. I played SimC all four years of college. Oh, that's interesting. So that was what your freshman and sophomore year you that's finished right. in that time. Yeah, <laughs> all four years of college I didn't finish. But yeah. <laughs> on what on Super Nintendo or I, believe it or not, I played it on my compact computer. Yeah, it's Presario. Presario. Um, I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying I'm going to win. I'm saying if there is a chance for any game to take Zach's streak down, this uh-huh. is it. Well, then well, you know okay. what we need to do then. We need to do another live podcast for that. We got to figure <laughs> out. Seriously, we probably can, right? Because that, that's worthy of a crowd, sure. Right? I mean, well, if you believe that kind of I thing, no. Well, I mean, SimCity takes. Uh, it's not a short game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be the most. Important. People are like, <laughs> all right, he just put another residential zone down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ooh. check out that power plant. Oh man, what? No, man, he ran that water line, sewer line over there. You got to yeah. go. You got to go <laughs> nuclear, bro. Yeah, that's why we didn't pick it. We picked Contra for the live cast. All right, guys, it's really time to wrap up and get the heck out of here. At least uh, open the door to the uh, the podcast room it's so I can a stop little, sweating. Uh, it's getting a little manly in here. Uh, <laughs> so um, JP's in last again. I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna put that one out there. He did not submit a score. He has every chance to submit a score. So um, I, I came in third, I guess, because it was close. I played the wrong version. My score wasn't quite as high. I did get to the end of level Fun. three. When you play the wrong version, you automatically come in fourth. No, you don't come uh, in fourth. Uh, you come in third because JP didn't play any version. Oh, okay. I did Maybe also I play the international <laughs> version. I did also play the JP should at least said I got a point. Right? Exactly. No, I played <laughs> I the international the version and got like 7,000. So either all way, right, right. third place, second place <laughs> for this jerk over here, Mr. Alex. And of course, second first, I'm moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll continues. see how this changes in upcoming episodes. Well, yeah. dun, dun, dun. And we're going to be at full power next month. Hopefully, full, if JP full, can. JP. Oh, full power. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that takes us down a notch. <laughs> <Come>. <laughs> Sorry, JP. We love you. Get back. Get, get back soon. <laughs> all right, guys. That is all the time we have for our Donkey Kong episode. There is no more time left. <laughs> we have hope. We hope you enjoyed all of this podcast, and it makes you want to put on your squeaky, noisy shoes and jump over some barrels. Even for, you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll jump. Uh, for the retro game guy, Zach, Alex, JP, I'm Dustin. Saying game on. Until next time, friends. I was younger, I was into video games, trying to whatever, it didn't matter the name. Thousands of my dollars have been poured into all types of games, trying to get the high score. But now I think I have a favorite, it's me against the Nate, he's out my girl, I've got to save her. Oh no, I feel an attack coming on. Yo, ready, Roxy, I want to play a game of Donkey Kong. The opinions and views expressed on the Retro Game Guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers.